Check, check, one, two, check. We're live. Hello. How y'all doing? Good so, night. Yeah. We're back. We're in the studio. Boba's in the studio. Bam Bam's in the studio. Look at him. Woo, Bam Bam. My girlfriend's in the studio today. Jen. Hello. We'll be talking today about a lot. Um, we're going to start off. Today is an occult kind of day. Kind of night. Kind of night. So, I have prepared for everyone today a special edition of the Real Lives Podcast. Today, as you can see here, is a huge compilation of information that we've been collecting for quite a while. Um, so, this presentation... We've been inspired to kind of start this presentation, um, but I'll let Jen tell you <laughs> kind of how we uh, we got started on this journey. Well, it all started because we didn't know what to do on <laughs> on uh, a Tuesday, <laughs> a Tuesday night, so we decided to go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then <laughs> we watched it. It was a really good movie. You know, as a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies are. And then he didn't know anything about the the Manson murders, about Sharon Tate actually dying. Because in this version, spoiler alert, she doesn't die. So she gets to live her happy life. We just get to see her enjoy her life. And then Ricardo's like, why do they keep showing this girl? And I'm just like, oh, because she dies in real life. And he's like, oh, why? Yeah, I didn't know anything about... Uh, <laughs> I kind of... I've always... Stayed away from all the sensational occult yeah. bullshit because it's always been like, I I don't want to be blumped in with all the weird fanatic people that are always obsessing over serial murders and all this stuff, you know. A lot of this stuff is coming back in style and people go on Netflix and they watch like oh, yeah. Mindhunter and all this shit and they think that they <laughs> like know <us>. everything. <laughs> yeah. Because it's on there. It's uh, yeah. like, um, what was it? Who's on there a lot? Ted Bundy. Like the yeah. Ted Bundy um, real life recordings, that Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. And now there's like this, the Manson murders all over the place. And Mine Hunters, of course. Yeah. And so many other documentaries coming out on Netflix. And we're like, what's the, there's a coincidence here. They want everybody to be all up in the serial killers train. The first thing that I noticed as we were watching the movie, um, you know, was Roman Polanski. Um, there, there's like some uh, some inferences made at, about certain characters. So, like for example, like they show Sharon Tate here and there, and then you tell me, oh, uh, Sharon Tate, that's like an actress that was killed or whatever, right? Yeah, the, the most famous Manson killing because she was um, a Hollywood celebrity. She right. wasn't that famous yet, but she was famous, unfortunately, because she got killed by the Manson yeah. family. But and then you know, and then we have like Abigail Folger in that movie briefly, and yeah, we also even, and, and we also have Charles Manson in that movie briefly, and Bruce Lee is in the movie, and J. C. Brings in the movie, Polanski, who and Roman Polanski is in the movie. Yes, 
And so we're watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I should probably learn about this. Like, uh, so yeah, no, well, you asked me. You said, no, no, I said, what do we say? I said, why did they kill Sharon Tate while she was pregnant? And then the answer was, he asked me that. And I was like, oh, they were just at the wrong place at the wrong time because that's what everybody says. And then he's just like, that's too much, <laughs> too much people, too much you know things going on for it just to be like random the so, first thing that made me think that it possibly can't be random is which is a good question is the fact that as soon as you all you have to do is google it one time uh oh, yeah. who is sharon tate oh she's the wife of roman polanski and as soon as you're like oh who's roman polanski oh he's the guy who directed rosemary's baby and then you're like okay what's rosemary's baby it's, it's a movie a really about a this, yeah. Cult about stealing a girl's baby and just, so okay. You know. So Roman Polanski makes a movie about a pregnant woman whose baby is jacked for satanic purposes, mm-hmm. and then uh, his wife gets murdered, and while, it's some weird satanic while ritualistic pregnant. while pregnant. You yep. know, and I was like, that's that that can't be like. That has to be, yeah. And it happened only a year later after after that Rosemary's movie. Baby. Yeah, that movie was still in theaters when wow, she that. got murdered. Yeah, yeah. Jesus so Christ. all this murking is just too murky. <laughs> it's like it's too. It's like, too murky. So here. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm so to send the link over. To I'm gonna um, pull up some of the stuff we're talking about so we can get warmed up to it. Um, but, uh, so we're talking about Roman Polanski. Well, well, let's talk about what the murders are. So what we should know about the murders is that Sharon Tate was an actress, right? Mm -hmm. Before she was killed, Mm -hmm. she was an actress and she starred, this was her first movie. Uh, it was called Eye of the Devil. So the first movie she ever starred in is this movie and you can you can see like Hi. off top it's already like hello hello it's already creepy we're 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 being conspiratorial today okay <laughs> so give us a break yeah. we're yeah. gonna try and make connections we might make some leaps that might seem you know not you know they're not outrageous leaps though they make their yeah, they're they're, not, con- they're it's they, like oh yeah. okay make some sense are like, mm. Mm. but here is Sharon Tate in her first role ever where she is a satanic witch magic it's crazy this bitch is wearing a fucking one trying to lure in the children what year is this? Uh, 1965. So, soon after this uh, role, oh. I've never seen this, by the way. Everybody, <laughs> I'm learning this well, as we go too. <laughs> this movie is starring Sharon Tate, but is not directed by Roman Polanski. So this is directed by someone else. Yeah, they right? didn't meet yet. Yeah, I think. and then um, so 
let's talk about who Roman Polanski is because he's the next important figure, right? Sharon Tate's husband. We know Sharon Tate is an actress, right? She comes out in this movie, Eye of the Devil. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about um, Polanski. So who is Polanski and what did he contribute to this crazy theory? So Polanski is this dude. And you can see him there with Sharon Tate on his right, mm-hmm. um, which was his wife at the time. And then here is uh, Mia Farrow, which is the actress for his hit movie, his movie, yeah. Rosemary's Baby, yep. which is a satanic movie. We'll play a trailer to that right now. Next. Um, one thing we should know is that Mia Farrow, she wanted to be. Uh, or Sharon Tate wanted to be in Rosemary's Baby and Polanski wanted her to be in Rosemary's Baby but Polanski couldn't ask because now since he was involved with her it would be conflict of interest if he asked the produ- the, the company giving bankrolling him for the movie if he asked them can Sharon Tate be in the movie they would probably say no because it would be conflict of interest Right. Mm-hmm. So they they chose the main actress and they chose Mia Farrow because she was more Hollywood because uh, she was married. She had a lot of work. Yeah. She time. was married to Frank Sinatra at uh, the time. Uh. So they were like, oh, she's an all American uh, star married to Frank Sinatra. Let's get her on. Mm-hmm. She had more work than she Sharon Tate. Yeah, she has more, cred, more yeah. Hollywood cred. But, uh, you know, Sharon Tate, it was, the part was kind of designed for her. Well, <laughs> right. <clears throat> so that's Polanski. So let's watch a clip of Rosemary's Baby, which is Polanski's movie. This is the and there's spoilers throughout all of this, by the way. So this is spoilers. Whoever has yeah, not seen you, Rosemary's Baby in 1968. Yeah, but um, we are diving in specifically for the esoteric connections and our theory of satanic worship in Hollywood in regards to all these people and how are they all connected, right? Yep. So we, we are going to be spoiling most of this. And yep. uh, we're not going to play like like stuff that's too detrimental, but you've got a good idea of it. So mm-hmm. here is Rosemary's baby. Uh, she's like... Need? Good night, sleep. They drugged her with some crazy Let's shit. Make baby. Oh, well. That's Rosemary's husband well, putting her to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and fun fact, uh, the mo- the house that this movie was filmed in is a hotel. We'll oh. talk about in a few. The Dakota. The Dakota. It's called yeah. the Dakota. It's located It's somewhere in New York. We're going to talk about why that building is extremely significant in a bit. But uh, Just you can see here she's in a dream. She's tripping out. Right. She's naked on a boat. And then this is when the crazy shit starts happening. And this is directed by Roman Polanski. Is it okay that you're playing this? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, just checking. Typhoon! Typhoon! It killed 55 
She's gonna skip that shit. Okay, here's where it happens. This is like. It's a mattress in the middle of a big, creepy. She room. thinks she's dreaming, but in fact, she's been drugged. Yeah, that's another thing about this movie is. I guess at the time, a lot of movies nowadays, they try to play with your head like, oh, is it real? Is it a dream? Is it in her head? Or blah, blah, blah. But this movie made it clear that this shit was happening. It was real. real. Like, yeah. they didn't even bother trying to, like, oh, is it in her head? Is it. <laughs> Like, nope, this is happening. Oh, saggy ass titties. <laughs> you know, every every satanic movie or any ritual that's going on, there always has to be naked old people. Naked old ladies like this. Even like the most recent movie in Hereditary, same thing. Old, naked people. Because those are the people that want to suck life out of the young people. Right. Who we talk about is, is there like a participating Satanist that has to be on standby to to supervise to make sure all this is accurate in, in every single Satanic ritual in all movies? Yeah, there's a it's myth about the same thing. There's a myth so it's that it's like a format they have to follow. There's a myth that Anton Levey. Uh, helped coordinate this but uh, actually after doing more research I figured out that that was a false claim yeah don't believe everything you read everybody <laughs> but here they're tying unless you can confirm that it is true tying her down to the bed and then this is her husband which like basically he traded his wife yeah her husband was in on it because and now this is this is Satan himself copulating with a human female, right? This is no dream. This is really happening. And they blackbacked that bitch. So you see. Tell me you have been bitten by a mouse. What the heck? That's why I couldn't come to see you. Oh, that's all right. We wouldn't want you to jeopardize your health. Am I forgiven, Father? Oh, absolutely. That, that's kind of uh, pointing out so much right there. It's pointing out the hypocrisy. Freaky. The hypocrisy of the church. Like, most of those people are always involved with more than half of all the shit that goes down here. Like, it's always, like, related to that in, mm -hmm. in one way or another. But, uh, yeah, so that's Polanski's movie. Um, here's the cover of it, just in case you wanted to find it. <laughs> um, so Polanski directs a movie. That's already, like, one coincidence. That's the coincidence that started it for me. Yeah. That's, that's the coincidence that where I was like, whoa, like, really? How can it be, you know? How can someone whose wife was murdered while pregnant have made a movie about previously someone, uh, made yeah, a movie that's about somebody who was pregnant and satanic yeah it's crazy related <laughs> so let's go um and check out more about polanski and see if we can learn a little bit more about him um this is him now he's french polish yeah, this dude grew up, yeah, he made a movie that I watched uh, called Knife in the Water. It's actually a good movie. 
and I could see he, why he he made the movie or he was in it or both. No, no, he he directed it oh, okay. and he did everything basically. Okay. It's a very good movie Knife for for its water. time, yeah, and it has nothing to do with anything, but it's very social like it, it's very so sociological, I want to say. Like it's about how people behave, you know, and what leads them to want to do negative things. Mm. You know, it's like a a a mind movie. It's very cool. Um, is it old? It's yeah. It's, it's black and white, and it's oh, super okay. old. Yeah. Um, so Polanski, right? He, the the Mia Mia Farrow, is connected to Polanski. Is connected to Sharon Tate, right? Mm-hmm. So who else are they connected to, right? Because we know who else died in the murders. That's the next question. Um, well, we know that Abigail Folger, which was a uh, a Folger, uh, yeah, uh, sound familiar? She was a Harris for the Folger Company. She's like multimillionaire for Folger's Coffee. So like her, her dad had owned that company, Folger's Coffee, right? Which is pretty insane when when we she think about she got murdered the same night nice sh- the same yeah she was there with Sharon Tate right she's one of the victims that got at marked. the time mm-hmm. so uh and so we look at that and we're like okay who else was murdered uh at the scene right uh, Frakowski was was murdered on the scene as well this is uh Abigail Abigail Folger that's her mm-hmm. and this is Frakowski this is uh this guy and this girl um there's a lot of stuff that went on here besides them just being friends like the one thing that's always fucking weird about shit that happened in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. is that people almost always forget all the facts like you ask like someone like oh like people are like yeah yeah charles manson the crazy serial killer like no he didn't kill anybody you know what i mean yeah he like he he went to jail for murder even though he never actually committed murder. Like, maybe they should have got him on conspiracy or I something know, like this. I know, that's crazy. They but got they, him on first-degree murder. Yeah, but he wasn't even in the, on the physical <laughs> property. How did he even fucking, yeah, you know, that's, it's crazy. So, But, you know, he's been in jail his whole life. So He's just a recipe. Yeah, like he, yeah. he fits the recipe for a serial killer. So this is the other victim, right? Mm-hmm. We'll get to Charles Manson in a bit. But mm-hmm. this is Abigail Folger mm-hmm. and Frakowski. Who are they? We know this bitch has a lot of money. Yeah. And we know some serious things about her. The first thing we know is that she actually bankrolled Charles Manson. She gave him $10,000 in, in one occasion. Um, she wanted to bring him to L.A., basically. He was in the Haight-Ashbury district at the time. And Abigail Folger's mom owned a clinic in the Haight-Ashbury district as well. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, she had connections up there and she was a drug dealer that's what she was doing up there her she, mom th- her dad wor- was military intelligence mm-hmm. peter yep, folger he owns a company but he was also part of military intelligence and he was part of psyop programs and all this stuff he had access to drugs basically she was one of the first people along ever with sharon tate's dad along with sharon tate's dad military so they yeah. were homies they worked at the presidio in san francisco which is where Michael Aquino, the satanic worshiper of Temple of Set, created the, the, that church. And he was also part of Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. 
these are all the connections that we made as soon Lord as we figured out that, that uh <laughs> this girl abigail folger was a basically a, a drug handler for more more of these operations than anyone else and she was bankrolling a lot of people she had a lot of money when they killed her they found like seriously rare drugs in their body like mda mdma and amphetamines which were rare at the time wow. the only people that had those drugs were like scientists mm -hmm. and the government you know regular people didn't have access to these drugs in the 60s so and uh Frakowski, he for sure was selling mda like that's what he was known for in hollywood mm -hmm. for selling mda so they were drug dealers and you know they had abigail folger had tons of money so uh sebring another one of the victims Sebring is another there. one of the victims, and he was a hairdresser. He was Sharon Tate's ex-fiance, who still hung around even after she remarried with Roman Polanski. Right, right. And let me see if I can find something on him here, this freaking fat-ass pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much shit here, it's ridiculous. But uh, Sebring also has a lot of strange connections with Hollywood. Um, Even just being a hairdresser. More than that. I know. That. Yeah, oh, he, well, yeah. He has I connections he with Satanism as well. And he has connections. He <laughs> Jay Sebring, uh, when, when we watched the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was uh, a scene where, uh, where Bruce Lee is in it. Here is a picture of it. We can't actually play this because it's a new movie or whatever. But mm -hmm. Bruce Lee is in this movie, right? And one of the reasons he's in it is because... The reason he was hanging out in Hollywood at the time was he was kind of fresh on the scene. And he was looking to get into Hollywood, right? Well, he was friends with Jay Sebring, and he was training Sharon Tate on, uh, uh, you know, helping her technical skills for a movie role that she, she had coming up. Yeah. And and so Bruce Lee was personal trainer for Sharon Tate, and Jay what Sebring he so hooked that that uh -huh. relationship up. That's what he did. Cause she had to do like a fight scene in in a movie, yeah, yeah. One scene in this movie, I forgot what it's called, but Dean Martin is in it. Yeah, so and that, that that clip, but they, they yeah. have a re uh, a reenactment re of it in this movie as well. Um, so we know that Jay Sebring had that kind of pull, where he had he had a uh, Bruce Lee on, mm -hmm. and we know that Bruce Lee also got on Batman because of Jay Sebring, um, and Jay Sebring himself was on Batman. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just learned that today. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Let's see if we can pull up one of those videos. There's just so many. Is it a video I can't or a see shit. picture? Um, I think it was a video. Just type in JC Bring. Right? Yeah, that might work. Oh, uh, yeah. right there. So this is um Oh Jesus. Any luck, Alfred? I'm afraid not, Master Dick. Your aunt and I have tried every remedy we can think of, but uh, it appears that Chad and Jeremy may well have been stilled forever. It may not be long before we're all in the same condition. There must be some way out. Oh, oh, but he's not actually in it, but they make a reference to him. Oh. Yeah, but watch that, yeah. What is it, Alfred? It seems that they want to go out to get their hair done. Boy, I thought I'd heard everything. Yeah. 
to Mr. Oceanbrings on Pickford Street. Mr. Oceanbrings. Oceanbrings, the they call it. Men's hair oh, it's the latest rage. Oh, instead of uh, the Seabring, Oceanbring. Quaffed by Mr. Oceanbrings. Quaffed. Are there hair dryers at Mr. Oceanbrings? Thanks. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they, and they have a little shot oh. of it too. One day without the power to speak, and the whole world Crazy, right? Yeah. So he was in it, but also, um, freaking Bruce Lee was in Batman as a, um, what was the his driver? role? No, no. Right? no. He was a Green Hornet. Green Hornet, that's right, mm -hmm. yeah. It was a Green Hornet in Batman. He also got that role um, through J.C. Bring. Um, so that's some of the things to keep in mind with him. But the more important thing about J.C. Bring that's freaking crazy is his connections with the occult. Again, it always goes back to that. All, everything that we look at is gonna is gonna go back to the occult because. It all has some kind of connection. So I want to show you guys a movie. A movie called Mondo Hollywood. So this movie is crazy because Bobby Boussole is in this movie. But so is Jay Sebring. They're all in this movie. Bobby Boussole again. Okay, now we're gonna talk about who Bobby <laughs> Boussole is. Okay. Bobby Boussole is one of the killers for the Manson family. Oh was was he the one that was there at the Polanski house? He's the guy he's the main guy, yeah. What's his name again? His nickname? Bo oh Tex? Tex, yeah. Oh that was him. Oh that's his real name, okay. Yeah, that's his real name. Bobby Tex Boussole. So here I'm just kind of scanning through it because it's like it's a lot to intake, but um, I want to get to the part where JC bring we can we can watch his little piece of this movie. It's just it's no coincidence. So this movie, it's not like like a movie movie. Hey. It's like a documentary. It's a documentary about Hollywood and how trippy and fucked but, up it is. But they had all these actors or or not actors, some just people. No, they like all these people agreed to be in this movie, Some for sure. Yeah, so all these clips, they're, they're movie. you know in action, especially for this film. There he is. It's like, not just when like first clips just from out, other other sources that they're just no, compiling. No, this is a film. This is an actual movie made by a guy called Mondo Hollywood. He filmed all of it. This isn't clips taken from other shit. Mm -hmm. This isn't a compilation of some sort. It's mm -hmm. the movie. This is the movie. Mm -hmm. So, and, and in this movie, Jay Sebring is featured in here. Evident. They mm -hmm. just look fantastic. They never looked this way before. Sinatra, Dean Martin, Eddie Fisher, Rock Hudson, Kirk yeah, Douglas. Yeah, he cut he hair for all those people. Wow. He was doing magic with them. You know, one told the That's other him. about it. This is actually a work of art. There are very few. So, yeah, we got this fool in here. And then after that, we get Bobby Boussole's in here. There's all these other stories, too, about people doing crazy shit. And there's other people here that are also involved in Satanism. 
that we won't go into detail because it's kind of gonna yeah there's just too much information a lot. but uh here let's find um bobby i forget what he's doing in here oh we'll just skip to the end where they where they point out what was it that we were looking at it was just uh, uh, clips of people, their names, and then where they end up. Yeah, at first I thought, because this movie came out in 1967. 67. At first I thought, wow, like, did they predict his death? But nah, they probably added this in later. Yeah, no, even I was like, that's too spill it. JC Ring murdered by the Manson gang. There it is. Yeah, but like they must have gone back to add more information after 69. This girl, Gail, married to Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa is a crazy dude who is uh, involved in a lot of this shit as well. Hmm. We hear that name a lot. Yeah, we're, we're going to hear that name a lot, so keep that name in mind. Frank Zappa. You know, he's a guitar player or whatever, but... He's. This is that guy that I was showing you earlier. He. This dude transformed himself into a guru, Baba Ramdas. Remember? Yeah. PhD. Yeah. And then gurus and meditation is the other half of this shit. There he is. Bobby Bisley joined Manson Manson gangster in life sentence for murder. Yep. See, those those two people were in the same movie. One is a victim of the other. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, one dude killed the other, yet they both participated in the same movie prior to the murders. No one talks about this. I see. That is, yeah, that is weird. What a coincidence that they, I wonder. That's fucking weird. They didn't have to work together, work with each other, though, right, for the movie? Because he just got each of them individuals to do scenes just for with like about their cells. I don't know the specifics of how it was filmed, okay. but it's possible. Either way, though, for him to just coincidentally ask those two people that happen to be associated later in the future, like a big story, like a Manson murder. Yeah, and it's, it's just together two just years crazy. before that. That is crazy. So crazy coincidence. Yeah, and then again, so we're gonna look at now the connections between Manson and the rest of it so so we can kind of figure out how are all these people involved with each other mm-hmm. those are just some of the victims there's more of them we, we'll get into we're going in on this one so <laughs> we'll get into all of it but um let's talk about the next connection in this uh and all of this shit we'll go to all my screenshots I have plenty of ex- excerpt clips here Oh, a bunch clippings. of s- clippings of stuff that I thought was interesting mm-hmm. in regards to all of these murders, theories and shit like this. So, um, one of the things that I noticed in this clip here was that Oops. Rosemary of the LaBianca murders, mm-hmm. um, which are two victims of the Charles Manson family that were also killed mm-hmm. separate from the Sharon Tate murders, but they are lumped together because the Manson family committed both supposedly. Uh-huh. So 
These people, uh, the, uh, Rosemary LaBianca and her husband, they were killed in their house by the Manson family, right? Um, but they always just say, oh, that was just a random killing. It yeah. has nothing to do with anything, right? Yep. Except this is very suspicious. They came from not too much money, right? She opened up a dress shop next to the Gateway Shopping Plaza on Figueroa Street. Um next to her husband's grocery store her husband owned a grocery store right <laughs> her name is rosemary yeah and i got confused for a no, second no 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 <laughs> okay. and she she op- and his wife owned uh this flower shop or uh-huh. no, not flower shop, dress shop or gift store or whatever Booty. and then while her business flourished rosemary made smart investments in stocks and commodities and suddenly, suddenly she was, she a, was millionaire. a millionaire you don't just become suddenly a I millionaire well, that's fucking you. weird Manson was always hanging around this house because mm-hmm. his homies lived down the street. So maybe he knew something there that we don't know, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's not really comprehensible for Did it to Manson have been. Did Manson ever kill poor people? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I don't think there's any gain in killing poor people. <laughs> right? No. You don't get famous out killing poor people. Yeah, they just and get. Plus, <laughs> you kill black ki- people, then they don't even care. You know? <laughs> he didn't kick it with poor people. Here is the dude he killed, La Bianca. That's him. And uh, this is him and his wife. Right? The second and this killings is, after the This sheriff. is him and his youth. Now, one crazy thing that people don't know is that this dude also was military intelligence. Along with Sharon Tate's dad and Peter Folger, which is Abigail Folger's dad. They were all in military intelligence. Wow. This is a picture of him in the military. And they all went to the war. Was there any evidence of him knowing Peter Folger? There is only evidence of him uh, being in the same station in San Pedro with Peter Folger. No known relation with Paul Tate. Sharon Tate's dad. Paul Tate. But there is... Some relation that it's they actually don't know, they say it's possible. Um, here is uh, the house, the killings, or whatever they wrote death to pigs on the wall, supposedly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna say supposedly because I, I don't actually know what happened. Yeah, we can't. This is look, this is the house, the right? La Bianca house. Yeah, some people were saying, Oh, Walt Disney, this used to be Walt Disney's house, and I looked it up. No, no. <laughs> but he did have enough money to buy one of D- Walt Disney's old homes, but he sold it. But just oh, it's it just has not this house. Nothing to do yeah. with with this. Some people print. just conflated those facts conveniently. <laughs> I know that would have been that would have been even weirder. <laughs> Here's the market oh, now. Disney. This is now one of Big these saver. one of these hood markets. <laughs> oh, this is her where her boutique used to be? No, this is where the market used to be. Oh, the market. Yeah, yeah. This is where her boutique used to be right here. It's some fucking gateway some Chinese store now. Gateway Circle Pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Looks like very LA, LA yeah, looking. <laughs> very LA looking. So that's kind of okay. like, you know, yeah. how that developed, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So um game. That's like another connection. So we'll continue to look at connections and see what else we got. So here's what I was talking about in San Pedro, California, you uh-huh. see. Lino LaBianca. 
Lino. Oh, that's, that's his, his name. first name. That's okay. his first that name. Lino. Lino, Lino. LaBianca, yeah. Okay. So, and he went to World War II as well. And he came back. He was a technical sergeant. He went back into the Army Reserve. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was hanging out at San Pedro, Fort oh. MacArthur. Uh. So, I do know that he was at Fort MacArthur. It's in San Pedro. Well, it's not there anymore. Fort I don't think MacArthur? so. Fort MacArthur? Okay. So here it says, in L.A., Abigail and uh, Frakowski, but his first name is Wojciech, but his last name is Frakowski, the drug dealer. You know, they lived in Laurel Canyon. That's mm-hmm. very important you remember that they live in Laurel Canyon. Okay. Uh, her mother was actively doing charity work with the Haight-Ashbury Medical Clinic in San Francisco where she got involved in volunteer work. This is what I was telling you. Okay. That they, she worked in the Haight-Ashbury district. See, at the same time that the Manson family was hanging out in Haight-Ashbury. They were being Haight-Ashbury. treated there? They were being treated because they were having so much sex that they kept getting gonorrhea. So they kept Jesus. having to go to this clinic for penicillin shots. Yeah, I have a whole nother medical document that shows that. And she actually treated them, but she also gave them money. So the Manson family, they ex- it was going on in L.A. and in San Francisco? At the same time. At the same time. Yeah. They had a lot of people, right? For sure. Participating with him. So, so That's crazy. Um, Oh, yeah, this is the same shit. Yeah, so we know that she was up there. I I want to show you something crazy. I have a a screenshot of it that I think you'll find interesting because we lived in SF. Yep. And uh it's pretty crazy to see the stuff that happened up there. But this I'm glad we have a picture of what hate Ashbury looked like. Yeah. This is Charlie's is- house now. This is where he used to live huh? on 636 Cold Street Wait, in who, the hate. Charlie Charles Manson's Charles old Manson's house? old house on Cold Street. On Cold Street, this is where he used to hang out oh. when he got out of jail. It's the first place he went. That's crazy. No, that that's not that crazy. The crazy part is, we know that when Charles Manson went to jail, uh-huh. a lot of people don't talk about this either. But he was a member of Scientology. Oh. He was uh yeah, he was a high ranking member of Scientology actually. In, j- in jail, he was inducted into the cult. And if you see this right here, this is 636 Cole Street. This is where I used to work, right here, Avenue Cyclery. This is where I used to hang out with my boys. Shout out to Frigo Watch. <laughs> Those guys are fucking awesome. But I spent some time here, and I never knew that this house here is where Charles Manson was hanging out. And just two blocks up, right here, uh-huh. at 407 Cole Street, that's... The process church of final judgment, a satanic cult. Wow. And this cult is responsible for two murders, and they're an offshoot of Scientology. Oh. And Charles Manson had relationships with these guys. They, you know, they were doing shit at the time. That's not the only thing that's crazy. Here is Hate Street, and on the corner of Hate and Clayton, right here, Mm -hmm. there's an old hotel. And in this old hotel, there were satanic movies being filmed. And guess who was there? Bobby Boussole, of course, because he's part of the Manson family. Of course. He's chilling and shit. He happens to be here all the time as well. So he's directly linked to this dude, Kenneth Anger, which we'll get into. 
Um, so that's where he lived. That's pretty freaky, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. So let's look at um, let's look at Manson. So we can see a little bit more about his history. Actually, fuck it. I'm just gonna blast through all of this <laughs> so that people can just start getting an idea, get warmed up to it. Yeah, fuck it. Here's what I was talking about, that um, the Coffee Harris Abigail Folger had the drug MDA in her blood. Um, and Frakowski also mm-hmm. had MDA. But this is getting into something I don't want to get into yet. But this is crazy because this is real. This is confirmed that yeah. the day before the murders happened, yep. some guy sold them bad drugs. Uh-huh. Right. And so they went and picked this dude up off the street and they took him. They kidnapped him. Wait, wait, who? Everyone from the Cielo Drive house that was murdered okay. by the Manson family. Uh-huh. Abigail Folger, Sharon Tate, Polanski, Frakowski, Jay Sebring. They were all there. And they fucking whipped a man and humiliated him throughout an orgy of sex and drugs. They had and and this one doesn't really get into it, but they also wore satanic like dressings, oh, co- like robes. Get-up? They had the whole deal. The 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 Star of David, the the candles. They had the whole deal, they, and they whipped the shit out of this dude. And and uh, and then when they were murdered, yeah, when they were murdered, they found all that shit in Sh- in Sharon Tate's loft upstairs. They found all the paraphernalia for demonic worship. And nobody talks about this. It makes yeah, these people like. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about that last time. How, at the time when the murders happened, of course it was like a big thing. It was really bad. Everybody was shocked by it. So all this information wasn't wasn't available at the time. But over time, you know, as the story got less and less popular, nobody really paid attention to it anymore. Then these random. You know, random information yeah, just well, pops up. We're able, and then nobody really, everybody's like, oh, whatever. Time has passed, so there's a lot of information that's lost. But at the same time, time has passed, so there's a lot of information we could just get it from the computer. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just like, Back then, I would like, have to go to the library. Like 9-11 <laughs> or something. When it happened yeah. at the time, there was none of this. Like Nobody really thought much of it because it was just a really bad thing that happened. So questioning it or trying to get too far into it, it's distasteful, I guess. Here's exactly what I was talking but, about. Look. Initially denied by police, it was later confirmed that remnants of that night's satanic orgy, black hoods, leather aprons, occult items, Check. drug paraphernalia, Check. sadomasochistic devices, Check. were in fact found in the loft above <gasps> Sharon Tate's living room at Cielo Drive. Oh. Right? Oh, no. And it says that, oh. uh, you know, other people corroborated that Polanski forced Sharon Tate to make sex tapes for his friends and it was revealed it was revealed later that he abused her and forced her to fulfill his sexual fantasies and forced her to take drugs and all this shit right this is being quote who's who's quoting this the photographer or, or somebody that worked with them this is ed sanders uh this is a uh, um information that was corroborated yeah. Later on in time, in a book that this dude wrote, but also the police and their records yep. show that they had 
had complaints for these things already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so this is, this is some, some things that gasp. have happened for sure. So, yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, there's these, um, all these wis- witness testimonies of other people have been reporting this before, but they didn't make it public until yeah. later. And here's what I was talking about in regards to Frakowski and Folger being drug dealers. Look, police originally suspected drugs as a reason for the murders from the very beginning. However, uh, you know, some people still believe it that, uh, you know, here says that they were involved in drugs, the occult, sex orgies, satanic parties. But when it comes to Frakowski specifically, who is Frakowski, right? What is he doing with these people? Yep, that was going to be my next question. Who the hell? He was uh, reportedly been preparing to become the exclusive L.A. distributor of a new amphetamine called MDA with the financial backing of his wealthy girlfriend, Abigail Folger. Now, they found Ah. MDA in both of their bodies during the autopsy. And again, this is a very rare drug at the time. Like People didn't have amphetamines at the time. People had LSD and weed and shit like this. You know, Mm. like synthetic drugs were rare. The usual 60s drugs. No one was doing meth in the 60s. You know, that's a new thing. But that's just like, you know, again, that is a theory. That cannot be corroborated. That is you know, reaching based on facts that they found the drugs in their bodies uh-huh. and in the house. But, you know, we can't really go further than that. Yeah. Here's a picture of, uh, I found this in a book. Peter Folger, Abigail Folger's dad. Intelligence. Intelligence. This is what he did when he was in the military. It's just a list of... Um of names. Of names, yeah. Of people and what they did. What they did, yeah. Well, well, well. So, um, here, this this article is about Manson, right? Mm-hmm. And when he was in, in jail and how he became involved with L. Ron Hubbard and Dianetics and Scientology. Well, he got involved with that while he was in jail. While he was in jail, yeah. That's when he uh, started reading the books Mm -hmm. and became an actual Scientologist. Oh, Hubbard, the the founder. L. Ron Hubbard is a founder. Of Scientology. Yeah, Yeah. which is is directly related with Satanism. Like, L. Ron Hubbard tried to summon some alien child into a, a human body. Right, he tried to get an alien to to be reborn in a human child, and he did this with Anton Lavey, but it oh, didn't work. It, he was also inspired by Aleister Crowley. He was inspired right? by Aleister Crowley, yeah. Well, 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 which is everybody knows who Aleister Crowley is, but we'll go into that. Don't worry, in case you don't know. So here's look. We'll here's what there. he says. Look, Manson in his own words, a cell partner turned me onto Scientology. With him and another guy, I got pretty heavy into Dianetics and Scientology. Through this and by other studies, I came out of my state of depression. I was understanding myself better, had a positive outlook on life, and knew how to direct my energies to each day and task. This is Manson in his own words. In case people are wondering, is he really a Scientologist? Is this, uh, is this fucking conspiracy bullshit? Like, no. I know. He was a Scientologist, for sure. Like, that's a fact. That's a crazy thing that when you told me about that, I was like, okay, nobody has ever said that. Nobody's ever said a a word about 
Charles Manson being Here's a another Scientologist. Thing that the cops found when they raided Spawn Ranch, which is where Charles Manson was hanging out for some time. Mm-hmm. They raided Spawn Ranch and uh-huh. they got them all on other charges that had nothing to do with the murder. I think like automobile charges of some uh-huh. sort, grand theft or some shit. They found an e meter in 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 the ranch. You know what an e meter is? An e meter. An e meter. Here's is another that? clip for that. It's an electronic device for displaying the electrodermal activity of a human being. It's basically a bullshit detector that just measures the homage of your body. People go and touch this shit, and then uh, they use it to kind of rank people. And the, the some pseudo pseudoscience bullshit. The device is used for auditing in Scientology and through. Oh, I I remember um, watching something before about people like getting stopped by a Scientologist in front of the Church of Scientology. Just like sometimes they do that randomly, like on certain days trying to recruit people or trying to get people to get interested and that they have that thing out like ready to check people yeah, yeah, this just is exactly to like, you know, try to And the get only their people interest, that use this so device That's it, that's all I know. <laughs> just in case you so people don't get it twisted. Yeah. The only reason this device exists is for Scientology. Yeah. So like no one else uses this for anything. Wow. Um so we know that he had one in his vicinity. So we know he was a practicing Scientologist. Uh huh. But we could we should read about Scientology as well, so people could get an idea of what that means. Because um, here I want to show Scientology and the Process Church, because the Process Church is a satanic cult that was an offshoot of Scientology. So um, here, if we find, I'm sure I have it here somewhere. Wikipedia for the process church. Fuck it, let's just search. Here it is. is this is just the Wikipedia. I mm-hmm. I'll try and give you guys sources for this stuff, um, but most of it is you can just find it on the internet. So the process church of final judgment. This is the church that was across the street from Mance's house in San Francisco. Commonly known as the Process Church was founded in 1966. Up the street. Up the street. The same street. Yeah, the same street. On Cole Street. Yes. The Process Church was established by McLean, the Grimston in London, and they were both members of the Church of Scientology. (laughs) The duo were rejected Uh from the church, and that's why they went and started their own bullshit. You see? Rejected from... Wait... They were rejected. Rejected from, from the process church. No, they were rejected from the Church of Scientology. Oh, okay. And then, you know, and then they started their own, their own new religion called the Process Church. These guys made a. Uh, oh. These guys made a uh, a magazine where they ho- hosted people on their magazine constantly. There was a group of people on this magazine: the Beatles, Bobby Boussole, mm-hmm. everyone that we're talking about. They were in this fucking magazine for sure. This is some crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so this is another piece of information that's important. Here's San Francisco and the Manson and the Charles Manson murder. See, you can read all about it. You know, of course, they've always tried to deny that they had any, you know, relationship with uh, Charles Manson. But that's because they were being sued at the time and didn't want to lose their case. There are all these other things going on, but you guys can read it. Just go to Wikipedia or whatever. Just search 
Frost's Church of Final Judgment. You'll know all about them. Crazy shit. There's more about them. Let's jump into the rest of the Process Church shit. There's a lot. Do you have to type it in? No, it should it should just pop up here. Oh, here it is. Here's what some of their. I need to know more too, cause I I don't know anything about the Process Church though. So. Yeah, see, this is like Let's someone go. wrote a book about them. Um, Process. See, this is one of their covers for one of their magazines. Sex, Lucifer, Jehovah, Satan, and the Great Forces. God. Right? Um, is that a swastika? No, that's a, a symbol <laughs> that they use. They also use this symbol, which is a Nordic symbol, which is the Zodiac Killer used this symbol. Ah, uh, that's right. It's also right. the white power right. symbol. Uh, it's also uh, uh, it's a very Aryan, Indo-Aryan symbol related to a lot of, you know, White supremacist, Satanist beliefs. Uh-huh. Those two things kind of go hand in hand as well. If you dig deep enough, you'll eventually realize that this shit goes really far back. But, um, yeah, those are some of the things about the Process Church. And, of course, the Process Church has relations with, you know, regular Satanists and things like this, right? So we'll go back to our little chart here and our screenshots and see what else we got. Here is a... Uh, oh, uh, we'll get into this later. But Sirhan Sirhan was a Scientologist as well. He's the guy who shot Robert F. Kennedy. <sighs> and uh, he also had an... Yeah, he's a yeah, Scientologist yeah, 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 He's too. a Scientologist as well. Here's a, a a whole article about what you know Anton LaVey has to do with Process Church, Charles Manson, San Francisco, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a crazy thing that happened as well over there. Um, but two corpses of two Scientology members, right, fifteen year old and nineteen year old, were discovered in an alleyway in L.A. Teenagers. Yeah. They lived in a Scientology commune, oh. right? And one of them has relations with Bruce Davis, which is one of the guys that killed for Manson. Um, mm, so there's okay. a, a there is a a relationship there. But then, this murder was later attributed to the infamous Zodiac Killer. What? So this wasn't a Manson killing. What? These two Scientologists were killed by the Zodiac Killer. In L.A. In L.A. Yeah. I didn't know the Zodiac Killer participated in L.A. And here's the thing right but that, here, That's too. what they think, though, right? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Not, yeah. It's, it's un- still, it, that's still yeah. an, an at-large case. because yeah, they still no, don't yeah. know who he is. Okay. But at the time, they yep. attributed the murders ah, to the Zodiac Killer. I see. So this uh, is another excerpt that I cut out where they say, the night before, now we're talking about Robert F. Kennedy. Okay. So who, who's Robert F. Kennedy? Well, John F. Kennedy, the president, yes. was killed. Yep. His brother started going into politics, right? Robert F. Kennedy is... Is, is uh, John F. Kennedy's brother. Okay. He came to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. He was staying at a hotel in, like, near Hollywood in, like, uh, the Koreatown area where... Well, now it's Koreatown. Back then it wasn't. 
But there was a hotel there where he was staying, where he was killed. But the night before the assassination, Bobby Kennedy went to a dinner party at Cielo Drive with Sharon Tate, Roman Polanski, and Abigail Folger. Folger, All of them. And John Frankenheimer? Yeah. I don't know who that dude is. But the filmmaker. Oh, the that's filmmaker. Another, yeah, another that's another filmmaker. filmmaker. You're right. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, he was there at dinner. a dinner party with these people. And then he leaves. And a dude, a Scientologist called Sirhan Sirhan, uh-huh. who is also a radical <laughs> Muslim of some sort, uh. kills Robert F. Kennedy. And then the dude doesn't remember what he did. To this day, he says he doesn't remember what he did or how he did it or even having a motive. He says he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah. Could be some, maybe he doesn't want to get, you know, maybe for whatever reason he uh, he wants to believe that. This right here, another connection. I know this is all over the place. We don't have time to organize this, but I fuck know. It. But wait, wait. So wait, wait, really quick. For the, um, the guy that killed John F. Kennedy, no, no, John F., uh, Robert F. Kennedy, he was the one that was found, that, that was reading Catcher in the Rye. Right? Yeah. He oh, had that book. Let's let's talk Catch about that. Let's just go into that before we start going into into the Beatles. Um Which is yes. what what's Catcher in the Rye about real quick? Well 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 because well, that, unless you want okay. Yeah, cool. so basically that dude fucking um killed Robert F. Kennedy. He happened to meet with Polanski and all these people. Mm-hmm. Well that's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not conspiracy. Yep. Now, the guy who killed him, we know he was reading this book, Catcher in the Rye. This book is a is basically a, a novel about abuse as a child. Mm-hmm. Right? So and mental, you know, dis- disturbance and what it does when you abuse a child and how they in the future how they're mentally incapacitated by the abuse. That's what this book is about. So let's talk about what influence has this book had on people or what weird coincidence happens to be the reason for carrying that book. Right? Yeah. It's it's actually a perfect way to go into the Beatles. So um, the, the first catcher in the rye guy was the guy who shot Robert F. Kennedy, I think. Um. So we'll just search Robert F. Kennedy so we can get a good idea of what's going on there. Here it is. Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So this, again, is just straight from Wikipedia. This dude was killed at the Ambassador Hotel which is now in Koreatown, right? That's a sucky photo. <laughs> I know, right? Fuck. 17-year-old busboy. Here's the guy who killed him, Sirhan Sirhan, right? Sirhan Sirhan fired the shots. Yep. Damn. So um, let's, let's try and see if we can get a little um, about uh, Catcher in the Rye in here. Let's see perpetrator sirhan sirhan see palestinian um that's you know, anti-zionist uh-huh. yeah so they want to blame it on some crazy uh-huh. crazy shit but yeah. he was also a scientologist Ugh. um you know 
Uh, so let's see. Uh, so, right here, look, check it out. When Sirhan was booked by the police, they found a newspaper article in his pocket. Uh, no, that's not what I wanted. They basically they found the book, Catcher in the Rye, right? They found the book. There's Catcher his in gun, the his gun, all this shit, right? It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theories. Ooh. What year was this? 1968. One year before everyone else got. All oh, right. Yes, it had to happen before June. the Sharon Tate murder. Yeah. So, yeah, Robert F. Kennedy has dinner with them, and then he gets fucking marked by Scientologists. 68. Okay. Right? And too much, too many people dying in the late 60s. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to... killed all I'm, around the same time. That my conspiracy theory, you know, is that maybe, maybe, no, maybe all of it wasn't different. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe... None of it was related at all, but <laughs> the connections are a little questionable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let me see if we can find some more. Conspiracy. <laughs> His eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, that guy looks fucking funny. He knows how to stand out. He really <laughs> combs his eyebrows up <laughs> every day, every day till it stays like that. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Oh. Cool, I can't read it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it just was like uh the font is black, so stupid. Oh, you son of a bitch. Anyways, yeah, so that's one person who had catcher in the rye. The second person who had catcher in the rye was this dude, Robert John Bardo. This fucking deranged asshole. Was obsessed with like all these movie star people, right? And he ended up going to this girl's house. This is her house. I think her name is Schaefer or something like that. This is where he killed her. He just rolled up right here and just like, I think just murdered her right there. Wait, did you stab her? Yeah. Or um, shot her? Because, oh, that her? That's her. Rebecca Schaefer. Rebecca Schaefer. What, what year is this? It's much later than the 60s. I uh, think this is like 89? the 80s. Yeah, it's much later. But it's just funny that he happens to have the same book, the same book with Catcher him. In the Rye. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye. John Bardo. Yep, for killing Rebecca Schaefer, you see? And uh, we'll go into the murder. Who was Rebecca Schaefer? Bardo carried a red paperback copy of Catcher in the Rye when, when he, he murdered Schaefer. Schaefer. Yep. Which he tossed onto the roof of the building as he fled. Okay, like, like, yeah, what do I need yeah. to go kill this, this girl okay, tonight? Let me, oh, carry, let me, let me take my this book, book so that I can throw it and then Why somebody he take will a find book and then He throw wants it. somebody to find it. That's ridiculous, right? No, no, no. He must have gotten inspired because... What is it, 89? And then... No, but he insists that it wasn't a copycat. He said he just w had the book with him. Like, I've watched an interview. He's like, Who no. started this? <laughs> Who the hell decided? I'm like, recapturing the Some people think that it's a like a trigger. Mm -hmm. Like, all the people that have the book, like, maybe there's a trigger in there so to, to put them into effect. Maybe there's some kind of like mind control assassin of Jobby some sort. Jobby said he read yeah. that book, right? My brother. Yeah, he did say he read, Jobby the he read that book. <laughs> that I haven't read, read it. I, book. I downloaded the, the 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 book for my Kindle. I'll probably read it later. 
Yeah, that sounds interesting. And then you know, we're I know we're leading up to like the most famous one. Yeah, we're we're leading up to the main connection. So let's talk about the Beatles now. So we know um that this is a crazy connection between Catcher in the Rye and the Beatles. So well, let's make that connection first before any other connections. So we know that the dude here is the house where John Lennon was killed. Not the house. It's a whole like a like apartment the building, yeah. building called the Dakota. The Dakota. Now and we're not even bullshitting, but this building is the exact building used for Rosemary's baby. Like this is where they filmed Rosemary's baby. Mm-hmm. And John Lennon now lives in this house with Yoko Ono. And that's where he dies. He gets shot in front he of gets his shot. Um, apartment building by, I don't know the guy's name, but the dude after shooting John Lennon just sat there reading what book? Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened. Here it is. Look, Lennon's assassin, Mark David Chapman, met Anton LaVey, Anton LaVey's friend, Kenneth Anger, an American disciple of Aleister Crowley, which also filmed the movies that we talked about earlier with Bobby Boussole mm-hmm. and Jay Sebring. Mm-hmm. That's Kenneth Anger. He developed that movie. He He's hanging out with all these people. Kenneth Anchor is the guy that made the Mongo Hollywood. Yep. yep. Hollywood Mongo. Whatever. Yeah, and he also made a movie called Lucifer Rising, starring Bobby Boussole oh, and and uh, and Anton Levey. They're both in that movie, and I have the movie here. We'll play clips of it in a bit. Susan Atkins. Susan Atkins who's also a participating Tate killer. Yeah. And appeared with LeVay in performances of us just at a strip club. But she also played as a as a as a vampire for Anton LeVay in San Francisco. She was a stripper. Yeah, they wanna uh. always make it out, oh, Charles Manson tricked all these wonderful teenagers that were totally innocent into doing these com- massive murders. No. Yeah, these people are re- already occultists and Satanists. They knew what this they bitch were. was they already knew exactly what they were into. She was already in Anton LaVey's cult before she even went with the Manson family. You yeah. know what I mean? So I this is just some when connections. People say like, "Oh, they were just kids. They were just children. They didn't know any better." I'm like, mm. but I want to focus on. Um, <laughs> they knew something on John Lennon's murder for a second. So uh, we know. Here, I'll just fucking search. John Lennon. We know that he was killed by... um, I'm trying to think of the dude who killed him. Oh, Mark David Chapman, right? I don't remember the name. (laughs) So... Anyways, John Lennon lives in fucking. Yeah, David Chapman. <laughs> yes, he, he lives in uh, in the movie where Rosemary's Baby was filmed. Direct relation to Polanski. There's for some reason he just decides that he wants to fucking live there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like a, a lot of famous people live there because it was a really expensive 
place to live in, in I wonder what other people the lived there. That's a good question. Yeah, there was there was like a list of, of different people who lived there. So, um and then we know he hanged out with Kenneth Anger, which we saw in the earlier clip that we pulled up. Man, I can't find what I'm looking for. Mark David Chapman. Well, let's just say Mark David Chapman is the guy who killed him. He was also carrying Catcher in the Rye. Yep. Right? So that's yep. what I want to get to. I can't seem to find it. But uh, Mark David Chapman was also carrying that fucking book. Maybe we can... Here's some information about it. I should have a cut of it somewhere here. You have so many. <laughs> yeah. So here it is. And furthermore, uh, he was carrying Catcher in the Rye as so as, uh, you know, Reagan's assassin. Copy of okay, so we went like backwards. So the first person that, oh, that's that right. had ca- Ronald Catcher Reagan. in the Rye on him was Lennon. And then no, 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 no. Lennon was in 1980. No, there was another guy oh, who Lennon's tried to kill. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, no. then the, the first one is Robert Kennedy. He was killed in 68. Oh, okay. And he had Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Then Lennon. No. And then no, someone more, tried more. to someone tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Oh. Yeah. And that guy's name is Hinckley. And I know I have something on this dude for sure. I have something on everyone here. John Hinckley. But I just have to fucking find it. Okay. Yeah, look. So, the... John Hinckley. Look, this dude... Um, No, this is the guy... Obsession with Jodie Foster. Oh, no, this is the guy. He's obsessed with all these celebrities. Yeah, this is the fucking guy. Kill them. (laughs) This is the guy who shot Ronald Reagan. Believe it or not, he didn't die. He just he just got shot. So he shot him, but he didn't die. But he didn't die. Yeah. So, yeah, as an American man who attempted to assassinate U.S. President Ronald Reagan, he wounded Reagan with a bullet. Right. Ricocheted and hit Reagan in the chest. He also wounded a bunch of Secret Service agents. Right. Uh huh. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh, good for him. (laughs) But this motherfucker was carrying. Guess what book? Catcher in the Rye. So this guy also had and Catcher in the Rye. And this happened after the Robert I don't F. know when Kennedy. this happens. Oh, 1981. This happened right at the same time that as Lennon? As Lennon, yeah. So, yeah, Robert F. Kennedy is the first Catcher in the, the Rye victim. The Sirhan, what's his name? Sirhan Sirhan. Sirhan Sirhan. And then after that was uh, John Lennon. And then Ronald Reagan. And then that actress. So four people. Four Catcher in the Rye incidents. Hmm. Right? Yep. Um, but uh, this particular... Let's see if I can find some info on this shit. Read quicks. That book's a curse. Or it speaks to certain people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's a big coincidence. It is, yeah. So, so let's talk about that. So, we're we're talking about the Beatles now. John Lennon, yes. a victim of Catcher in the Rye. Yep. And then what else? 
what other relations do the Beatles have to all these people? We know that they lived in the house where they filmed Rosemary's Baby, right? With John Lennon. With John Lennon. In the apartment building where they filmed Rosemary's Baby. But, but what else did they do? So let's look at other things that they did. So we know that they had a relationship with Aleister Crowley. Who's Aleister Crowley? Aleister Crowley is the, you know, kind of like the founder of like all Satanism and occultism in America. Um, he's kind of he the one. Put who, it out there. In, a, in the world, it, yeah. really. He traveled the world. He climbed mountains. Yeah, he did all kinds of shit. But he studied occultism mm-hmm. in, in the purest form and kind of distributed it. He was a Satanist for sure. He's crazy, but he did his job. He worked yeah. hard to to be where the Beatles. He was. This is a, they asked the Beatles, "Why did you put everyone here?" And they said, "Each one of these persons is an inspiration to them." So you got like Edgar Allan Poe, and they they got everyone there, right? And there's Aleister Crowley right there. So there's one connection, right, to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about more connections to the Beatles. So. Okay. Uh, in relation to the people who were murdered, the Tate LaBianca murders, right? What other relations do they have to these people? Well, we have pictures of them hanging out with no one other than Mia Farrow. There's pictures of the Beatles and Mia Farrow. Where the fuck are all these damn pictures? Just type in Beatles. Oh, no, that's under Krishna. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you, you go. Put yeah, that yeah, picture yeah, 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 yeah. Right there, right there. It's this damn scrolling. It's whack. You yeah, you scroll once and it just goes like. Brrr. So here's the Beatles, hanging out with this guru, occult leader called, uh, what's this fool's name? Mahabharati or some shit like that. Ah, whatever. But he he he's part <laughs> of a cult called Hare Krishna Transcendental Meditation, right? So who else is hanging out with these people? Well, Mia Farrow. The, hanging um, out with the same guru. Actress and Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Baby. Hanging out with the same guru. And who else is hanging out with the same guru? Um, fucking the Beatles. Sharon Tate. They all hung out with this guru. Trying to, I, I, had, I have all these pictures. I'm wondering why I can't find them now. But all these people were part of this same... Um, group of socialization so here let's see if i can find something here that will point specifically at this (laughs) it got warm Are you li- we're looking for more photos of the guru guy with other celebrities. With, with other Beatles <laughs> related. Other like, oh. well, well, basically, Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate mm-hmm. and Mia Farrow mm-hmm. and the Beatles yep. were all hanging out with this guru. Sometimes all together at the same time. Where was that? In India? Yep, they went to India for this. Yeah, we knew that. There's like The Beatles had a whole... Um, era in their music where it changed to just that different instruments different different type of music they moved away from that bowl cut black yeah, and yeah. white suit to this <laughs> they did yeah they did all of that 
And that's when they actually, when they were out there, is when they did. They that's when they put Aleister Crowley on there. That's when they also LSD created. That. That's when they created the song, the White Album, where that supposedly inspired Charles Manson Charles to Man, do all yeah. that crazy shit. That's where that came from. So, um, but basically, Helter Skelter was that in the White Album? Yeah, that was that in the song? White Album as well. All of that was in the White Album, and uh, these motherfuckers were all hanging out. I think I have it under theory, actually, so it won't pop up. Type it. Type it in. Yeah, here. So here are theories on that other people wrote on the internet mm-hmm. regarding to all of it, right? To all of the connections. So, here's a guy's article claiming that it's a false flag. But we want to ignore all of the bullshit, and we just want to go straight to the pictures that they have in here so we can you guys can get an idea. So, here's what we were talking about, um, Sebring, right? This is uh, Paul Tate. Uh, uh, Sharon, Tate's, Sharon dad. Tate's dad, who was also military intelligence, also worked in the Presidio. Master of disguise. <laughs> also worked with uh, Michael Aquino. We'll talk about Michael Aquino in a second, right? The guy with the flipped up eyebrow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which. Yeah. So. Um. So who did the murders? These people, right? Susan Atkins is up there. The one that. Um, what acted as uh, Anton LaVey's vampire? Yep. Uh, vampire stripper. Vampire stripper. <laughs> um, Bobby Boussole, the guy who fucking. Bobby Boussole. He's from Bobby Texas. Tex he, he filmed satanic movies and then he joined the Manson gang. Mm-hmm. Right? So we got all of these people. Um, so we want to look at. Where it re- where it relates to the Beatles, so these guys kind of did a decent job of putting in their theory and showing the house and showing how why they think it's a, it didn't happen or whatever or why they think it was orchestrated. Mm. I don't. I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's it was an interesting orchestrated. Interesting theory, but you know, you know that's really. They point at the carpet. They say, "Look, how? Why would anyone just lay carpet temporarily like this? Like, if they're ballers, like, why would they just have bootleg ass carpet like this?" Like, I get it. Yeah. I'm more interested in why they were doing satanic shit, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's why they got killed. Yeah, but this this actually, right here, they point out something really important. It's a place called Lookout Mountain. It's actually really close by to their house. And to this. What, the Cielo Drive house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could actually see it from there, right? Mm-hmm. Lookout Mountain. Yeah, now, it's really close by. So let's look up what is Lookout Mountain because that place is pretty ridiculous. Air Force Station? It's an Air Force Station. Oh. Mm. It's closed now, but mm-hmm. they closed it what year? 1969. What did they do there? They fucking filmed movies and develop photographs that's mm. what they did there mm. there's a lot of famous people coming in and out they work with hollywood 
they made um, movies about bombs and things like this, right? Mm-hmm. So this place was also just like down the street from there. And, close uh, to their house? Yeah, close to their house. Where they got killed. Yeah, what? so this is another... Why did it close down? Uh, you know, it does, doesn't say. Didn't just say. They just, just closed just it. Just coincidentally yeah. closed down the same year. Same year. Yeah, probably because of, you know, yeah. maybe they're... Maybe what these people in this theory are per- are trying to point out is that maybe this whole thing was a false flag, and it was all just faked, mm-hmm. and then that's why they're all like they they're done. So then they just close the spot. But okay. I don't, I don't yeah, think I so. Know, like, it's just like it's a lot of work. Who knows? But um, I find it weird that there's an American flag there also because like Polanski's not even fucking American, but whatever, you know. His wife is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ooh, look, nipples. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to get graphic content. Yeah, I, I can't really show that either. YouTube might act fresh about that. It was only a split second, okay? So I'm trying to get to, um, you know, the connection between that and and see this. What happens when you don't cut all this out pr- properly? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in there. It's okay. It's a, a lot of shit. I was just like, let's just do it. Whatever you're looking for, just fucking scroll through it. But yeah, so um, what were we talking about? We were zone, zooming in on some a specific topic just now. Oh, um, here's a picture of Lookout Mountain and how close it was to their house. Mm-hmm. It's actually not super close, but there it is. But you could see it from there. Right. It's a mountain. You can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, it's a mountain. Yeah. From their like their fucking backyard. Yeah. So that that's another another screenshot of that. So let's focus here on um some more cuts that I made. So this is all still about anger, which we'll get to. I don't wanna bring him up just yet. Because uh Oh, that's you know. a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, oh Frank Sinatra divorced yeah. uh Mia Farrow while she was filming Whoop de Woo. I didn't even know they were married. But that's uh, that's not, you know. And who that's else was she involved with? She was involved famous. with Woody Allen as well. Uh, right? right. Well, all right, remember I told you Woody Allen was accused of sexual assault. Yep. That he touched some girl, seven year old girl. Oh yeah. seven? Yeah, uh Couples then seven-year-old adopted yeah. daughter Dylan. But you know what's crazy? Mia Farrow's daughter, you pointed out earlier. Yeah, that her adoptive Korean daughter um, is now married to Woody Allen. That's disgusting. Who was like a, Mia a Farrow girl when had a relationship with Woody, Allen. with Woody Allen, and then he marries her adopted daughter. That's fucking disgusting. These people are sick. Yeah, and, he's and this is real. significantly older than And her. there's sexual allegations against him. And let's not forget... The Roman Polanski also just a few years after this whole debacle went and sodomized a 13 year old girl and then he fled the country. Right. That's, he's never been that's like a current. He, yeah, if he comes <laughs> back to America, he'll be arrested. He's been on the run for like, I don't know, 40 years or something like that. He's never no one's ever wanted to extradite him or anything. That's and great. Roman Polanski. Everybody's like, leave Roman Polanski alone. But. He's, th- he should be getting me too out of all the people <laughs> out there. It should be that fucking guy to get me too 
because he did that, you know? And what a coincidence that all these people are sick like that and they're all into the same bullshit, you know? Yeah. There's no fucking coincidence. It's no coincidence at all. <coughs> so let's look at um, what I'm trying to get at is fucking... Nope, that's not it. But basically, um, we know that that's the relationship between them and the Beatles. But what else did the Beatles have to do with anything besides that? Well, we know that the Beatles' White Album was the inspiration for Charles Manson, mm-hmm. right? That, or yep. at least that's what he says. Yes, that's what Charles Manson says. That's what, that's what he says. Oh, that, that, that's what his inspiration was, right? It was so, his... Um, um, Somebody said something else too that who wrote the Helter Skelter book saying that it was like the the directions for Charles Manson to commit murder. That was Bobby Busso. That no, that was Bugliosi, the lawyer. Uh, uh, but he, uh, but Charles Manson was like, "Fuck that guy. He's full of shit." Uh, so but we can like, see nope. some fun facts about him. Um, besides like, uh, you know, we know that he was a Scientologist, right? We know he went to jail several times. We know he came out of jail or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's this, an interesting fact about, uh, Charles Manson that I'm also trying to get at. Here it is. So another relationship between Charles Manson and the Beatles the whole white album inspiration thing, right? Yeah. So what is what is that? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. S- so there's a few articles here. Revolution Nine is also a song by the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. That Charles Manson also took as a sign. Now Revolution Nine he took as a theory for Revelation Nine. Revelation 9 is the ninth chapter of the book of Revelation. Yeah. Where it says, this is all it says. It says, uh, this chapter. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It says, then the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. That's talking specifically about Lucifer. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, um, key to the bottomless pit. So this this verse, that's what it's referring to, chapter so chapter nine, verse one or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. In Revelations. So Manson takes this and he puts it with his theory of helter skelter, mm-hmm. which is supposedly his theory. Right. It's prop- it's, but Manson says it's just Bugliosi's theory, that it's not his theory, mm-hmm. right? Bugliosi is his lawyer, who's an asshole. Who was supposed to be his defender, but then ended up writing a book on him and fucking cashing out. So that guy's a dick. Um, But yeah, so Revelation, right? Nine. So that that is his theory, and this is how he, he interprets it, Charles Manson. And here it goes into detail exactly what he believes about Revelation and 
helter skelter or whatever how he puts it together his ideology um <laughs> here we go bam bam was just staring at you <laughs> bam bam oh, you can see him in the video bam bam the naked dog he's just chilling he's like well, when are y'all gonna be done huh I'm trying to go to sleep <laughs> so um <laughs> here is another kind of like overview blog of everything to do with uh, the Mansons Mm. There's another purported murder called Tenor- the Tenorelli murder, um, which some people believe that the Mansons committed, but it was never attributed to them. Oh. Yeah, but it has all the same symptoms of it. There's even a diagram of how it happened and everything. Um, was there like bug pigs and all that stuff? No, they didn't. They right didn't do that, but uh, okay. some other things were similar. Hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, again, kind of ramping up people's interest in this, right? Yeah, that's uh, the latest movie about Sharon Tate and Charles Manson and, and all of that. Why do you think he decided to release it? Or, you know, Hollywood was okay with I think with he's it, trying to reinforce, because so. we have to always remember that Quentin Tarantino is still Hollywood. Yeah. And I think he's just kind of trying to like reinforce like it it he made like a re- like you know he makes movies like Inglorious Bastards which is like a revenge movie for Jews. He's also made Yeah, like, Hitler uh, gets shot up. Yeah, he's made a few movies Django, like this. Django. They get to black kill people all get to the kill all the slave owners. White. Yeah, exactly. And, and so now this one is like another movie where like it's an anti-hippie movie where it's like the traditional all-American white male gets to sick his dog. On like all the bullshit communist hippies that have crazy radical ideologies. So it's like mm-hmm. it's the end of the '60s. It's almost like Quentin Tarantino was like, you know, he's giving a revenge movie to all the people who were victims of this tragedy. Yeah. According to how it looks by the book, though, not like he's not going into like any conspiracy theories. He's just accepting it for how it's written, and then yeah. and then that's it. You know, like nothing past that. That that's it. Yeah. That's fair to say. So um, I'm trying to find more information here about the Beatles, but I'll just tell you guys. But basically, uh, well, well Alice, Alistair Crowley has a book called The Winged Beetle. And on one of the album covers, I don't remember which one it is, but uh, this symbol with the wings is on there. This is a book by Alistair Crowley, right? Um, so we know he had a lot of stuff to do with them. But where do they get involved more specifically? Well, we know they're friends with Mia Farrow, and we know they're friends with all these people, right? But also, did you know that Yoko Ono Uh-oh. <laughs> was uh, part of this gallery called the Indica Gallery, uh-huh. right? And um, in this gallery, also, Roman Is that Pro- in LA? Roman Polanski, no, this is in London. In, oh, London. In, uh, okay, got it. Roman Polanski and uh, Sharon Tate would go to play on Yoko Ono's art piece. And her uh. art piece was uh, like some kind of chessboard, looked like this. Right? Huh. So Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate yeah. went to the Indica Art Gallery 
and they would play on this chessboard. And all of the pieces are white, so the whole goal was you're supposed to try and remember what your pieces are. Yeah. Right? And if you can keep track of the game huh. to see how smart you are. It's like a harder chess or whatever. She made, This wow. is just an art piece, really. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, they never bought but the artwork. They, but they were, were fucking around. With it. They yeah. were around there. They were always hanging out at this place. Okay. Now, who else was hanging out at this place? Yoko Ono, right? Now, this is the craziest thing. That same time that Polanski was there, the Beatles were there. And that's where he met Yoko Ono. This art piece right here. Is oh, the one that's where John Lennon and Yoko Ono met? This is where they met. Mm. Now, he met her here, and this is her art piece where you had to stand up on a ladder and point at the wall, at the roof with a magnifying glass, and there was just a little tag that said yes. What? And, and, and that was it. That was the art piece. And John Lennon thought that shit was genius. So, he, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how they became. That's how that, he yeah. fell in love. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, damn, this shit's genius. That's interesting. Here's a picture of these fuckers <laughs> at, uh, you know, or here's a picture of it on the outside or whatever. Indica. Indica. Named after weed. Way ahead of his time. Uh, right. <laughs> way ahead of his time, right? All right, who oh, was who crazy. was Yoko Ono before she met the Beatles? Yes. She's right? a Japanese lady in the This UK. is who she was before she met the Beatles. Look. She was fucking... Let's see it. In this movie. In a movie? She's in a movie called uh, Satan's Bed. Oh, God. Satan's Bed. Of course she is. Now, I have the trailer for it here. Let's watch it. This is Yoko Ono, 1965. Okay. Ooh. All right. Naked lady tied to a bed. Check. Wait, is that her on the bed? Yeah, no, actually. Uh, let's see where she's at. Oh, oh look, some oh, booty. booty. Stop it. Stop it. She plays like a younger girl here. Oh, that one? That has to be her. Yeah, that looks like her. That's her. And they, they take this girl and they do all the same things they do to the other girl was impossible from the prison they made for her. Cindy, the innocent high school kid. Some straight diabolical kids. shit. It's crazy. What year is this? It looks old. 1965? Oh, it's not that old. This is just a shitty it's quality just, video. Uh-oh. This is a trailer? Yeah, this is a trailer. Yeah, but a lot of people were just like, <gasps> and they went wild. What the hell did that music change? Yeah, the music just changed because they went wild. Jazz is wild, remember? Ah, uh, like heavy metal. Lamore. <laughs> Sex wasn't enough. They were after every kick they could get or give. Whoa. Straight sodomizing her. She so she just acted as one of these victims. Yeah, right? one of the victims. Yeah. Okay. She acted as a cur- as a Japanese girl who came to America who just ended up getting exploited. Oh wow. So that's this is Yoko Ono before she met the Beatles. She made a movie about Satan. This is like you know eh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of all the same deal. All, all 
all in at the time, making movies about Satan and just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, have you been a satanic movie? No, well, we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it, was it, because like all those people were still around at the time and it was like. Okay, well, let's talk about, uh-huh. let's talk about another person who was at that place called Indica, Kenneth Anger. The art gallery, okay. Yeah. Now, Kenneth Anger, who is this dude, right? Mm-hmm. So, this guy is fucking a crazy connection between all these people as well. Now, he here he is. Um, where is it? He made a movie called Lucifer Rising. Obviously. So he said it was dedicated to Aleister Crowley. Dedicated to Aleister Crowley called Lucifer Rising. And who does he have in the movie? Uh, Anton LaVey. So let me see if we can find. And Anton LaVey is who? He is the, the founder of the Church of Satan. The founder of the Church of Satan. So that's, we'll just crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to say. Uh. So let's see. Um, I know like we have he uh, did his work. <laughs> here it to is. To earn that title. <laughs> and before that, he had another movie called Scorpio Rising, which was also demonic. Scorpio Rising? Lucifer Rising? Scorpio Rising? Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to find the movie freaking oh here lucifer rising not that one oh no i remember we can't play it because uh because the the music is copyrighted oh okay but um lucifer rising why is this movie incredible music by bobby boussoulet exactly bobby tex boussoulet yeah (sighs) he made the music for this movie oh he's a musician too yeah well that's what he originally was before anything else (laughs) oh so yeah, he he made the the music for it, but he made it later on after he went to jail. Kenneth Anger went back to him and said, "Hey, you need to finish that because you said you Wait, were gonna finish he, it." Oh, oh wow! <laughs> after he went to jail, yeah, after he, he went still to jail. got work. No, they had already filmed it all, but he couldn't release it without the soundtrack. So he went uh, back to him and said, "Yo, mm-hmm. I need you to give me, you yeah, know, the soundtrack." Oh, okay. So he so, finished it for him. Mm-hmm. But that's Lucifer Rising. Okay. Trippy. So, he uh, he made that movie, right? Mm-hmm. What else did uh, Kenneth Anger do? He made the movie that we I showed you with Jay Sebring and Bobby Boussoulet, right? And he, oh, the yeah, Mongo, Hollywood yeah, yeah, Mongo, Mongo Hollywood. Yeah. He also wrote a book called Hollywood Babylon, oh. and in this book, he talked about fucking crazy shit that goes on in hollywood that people don't know about oh my god really really old book though like this talks about things that happened in like the 1920s i just started reading this it's kind (laughs) of interesting and yeah he talks about all charlie chaplin all kinds of people in there dang okay that's interesting then he has a movie called um, history is really scary here invocation of my demon brother yeah, this is a, another short film that Demon he made. Brother. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is all Kenneth Anger as well. Okay. 
It's just super trippy. Just demonic shit all day long. Like it just, just, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Just weird. Just, okay. Doing drugs. Mm -hmm. And again, the people in these movies oh my God. are a famous, <laughs> famous people. Anton LaVey. There he is. Oh, there he is. And his full. That's Anton LaVey. Oh, that's so the picture of him dressed like that is from this. It's from this movie. This film? Yeah. Okay. And Kenneth Anger directed this film. Uh, so it's not random or anything yeah. like that. Like, these people know each other. Oh, shit. No! Stop glitching! Is that the actual soundtrack? From That's the actual movie? soundtrack, okay, but... Okay, I but thought it was, like, My computer started <laughs> lagging. It did start lagging. Bullshit. Well, Damn, uh, too much Lucifer crazy. in my computer. <laughs> I know, started you're lagging. fucking getting possessed. But, alright, this guy's crazy. He did all this satanic shit, right? All based in San Francisco and in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So now let's, let's check. This is him today. This is okay, him. Okay, California. <laughs> he's, giving, he's giving a talk, a lecture on Aleister Crowley called Do What Thou Wilt. This is Kenneth Anger today. Or it's not like, today, but to nine years ago. Yeah. I'm Claudia Bester. I'm the director of public programs and education. And Who are you? Look, at here he is literally... There he is. Who is he that? He looks like shit this today. Who's that? Kenneth Anger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he's old now. <laughs> because it's subtle. It's so let's hear what he has to say. Been given to friends. He never tried to break into the mass market until much later. In the 20s, he had a financial problem. People. Very best colors that he could buy. And the same that Van Gogh used and. The, the great skull or the rock because there's this tremendous rock which dominates the town which is Cephalu or Cephalodium it's the big skull and it's gorgeous, it's very powerful and on top are ruins of ancient temples because it's various cultures have moved through that area in Sicily and uh, but okay, guys. the scarlet woman and you do have this recurring of sexual images because uh, basically that's what Crowley was all about. His religion was solar, not lunar. Solar, phallic religion. A man's religion. Okay. With okay. light minds. Uh, earlier. So he's he just going off about of Crowley. Sense of humor that I absolutely how am at one with. And that's I said, wow, he... Some shit. He's hip in the way that I think I'm hip. He's going to go pee. <laughs> but we get the same guy. Now, Crowley loved movies. This is absolutely not known unless you've read every single bit of his diary, which I have. There was a little cinema in the Diaries. town of uh, Chefalu where he watched movies. Only one in my eye. I'm talking yeah, about great. 1921 to 1923 when Mussolini finally caught up with what he was doing down there and expelled him. <laughs> but during that time, they'd walk down the hill uh, about a 15-minute walk into okay. the town of 
of uh, Chefalu, and there'd be this little rinky-dink movie house that didn't even have seats like you. It had board benches. Mm-hmm. And the silent films were run mm-hmm. with a little rinky-dink piano, a live accompaniment, rinky which is always so nice to have a live music with uh, silent images. And he said he would make tantalizing descriptions. Another Senate. Whenever they run out of ideas about what the 42 cent stamp. I guess it's... Yeah, in the beginning, he kind of was going off a little bit. And so it's... Uh, well, he's plum, not the only one that's inspired by Aleister um, Crowley. There seems to be a lot diary, of musicians quite and famous people that are like, yeah, everything Aleister Crowley said speaks to me, and it makes sense, and do it that way. You want to see where he's at today, today? Who? Kenneth Anger. That was in 2000. That, that, was, that was like... Like 15, 20, My 20 God, years he's ago. All shriveled you want to see him now. today? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> why this. we're here. Look at no, that's not him. That was him like some years ago as well. There oh he is. Oh my god, that scared me. This nigga is Lucifer himself. <laughs> An artist who needs to, to create. How old is he? Fulfilled. And as far as the public, there, there, that's him like a few years ago. Look at him. This fool's a ghoul. Well, I need to know how old he is because look at him. He's still alive. You're telling me that this dude, <laughs> man, hey, Satan caught up to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Satan sucked him dry. <laughs> man, see, that's why you don't want to. He did without Wilkes withering. <laughs> the fool is withering away. Yeah, so he wrote some books about Hollywood, Hollywood Babylon. He had Bobby Boussoulet mm-hmm. in his movies. He had Anton LaVey in his movies. He had uh, relations with the Indica place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, was in Haight-Ashbury at the time. Wow. He lived right around the corner from fucking... He's just another one yeah. that got inspired by yeah, all yeah. the... By all of this. All the Satan-ing. <laughs> yeah, by all of it. It's crazy. How crazy this stuff is is just ridiculous. So that's Kenneth Anger. So we know he had Anton LaVey. So now let's let's talk about the classic, neoclassic. Uh, is that the dog scratching? It is. It is. Come on, boy. You heard that? I didn't even hear anything. My ears are numb. <laughs> yeah. So um. So let's talk about. The classic relationships between these murderers and Satanism. Like, Satanism as we know it. Not transcendental meditation and not gurus in India and not Church of Scientology and not the Process Church, but actual just straight-up Satanism. So we'll start. we'll start with Susan Atkins. <laughs> Here we have her with Anton LaVey. There's a picture of it, so it's, you know... It's confirmed that she was yeah. there. But she also talked about it in, in, in an interview and admitted okay. it. Okay, yeah, yes, okay, good. And she know. wrote a book, and she wrote it in the book as well. Oh. But, oh, no. She was all up in there. Yeah, see? So that's her right there. That's her in the coffin? Yeah, in the coffin. Mm. That's Susan Atkins. Wow. Um, Here's a picture of her as the vampire stripper. Okay. 
Okay. That's her as a vampire stripper. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get some more. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, there's a video here of Susan Atkins. I'll play it at minute eleven nineteen. So let's play that. Um, everyone will get a better idea of exactly what we're talking about. What are you doing? Wait, yes, open it. <laughs> Uh oh, did it. I think this is lagging again. Oh no. There it goes. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> 19 seconds. It's going so slow now. It's too much loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not particularly sure. Something's been you, causing. You said delay. too much. We must slow down your computer. But this video at eleven minutes nineteen seconds. Let's go to that. It's some ridiculous conspiracy video, but it's funny. Just there random clips of scary shit. Here it goes. So here. to do the devil's business the dark allure of satanism and the mystique of the vampire link sharon tate and susan atkins in a web of mystery <gasps> they seem bound together by destiny protagonists in a drama decreed by fate there are parallels in their lives that defy logic in 1967, Susan Atkins was an aspiring actress, making her living as a stripper in San Francisco's North Beach. Strangely enough, she worked under the pseudonym of Sharon King. She was hired by Anton Zandor LeBay, the high priest of the Church of Satan, to play the part of a vampire in a topless witch's review held at a San Francisco nightclub. Atkins had written of this performance. I was the perfect sexy vampire, ready for my casket lying at the center of the stage. I knew I'd never be able to get into that casket for real without getting stoned. I popped the acid tab into my mouth. Of course. I had shaken several people when I had risen from the casket and pointed a long, blood-red fingernail the audience and marked them as my next victims. The same year that Susan Atkins made her debut as a vampire, Sharon Tate was cast by her husband-to-be, Roman Polanski, as a vampire's victim in his film, The Dance of the Vampires. Uh, Hands above Paul's uh, head as a blessing. I didn't over know that at all. <laughs> yeah, and then the video gets ridiculous. But yeah, that's a that's crazy, right? Yeah. So well, Susan Atkins definitely had history with Satanism before she became yeah. famous for being part of the Manson family. Here's another picture. Oh wait, that's the same one. Better quality though. Yeah. So now let's look at. Um, Anton LaVey. Let's see okay. what he has to contribute to. 
the high priest of the Church of Satan, which was in San Francisco, right? Yep, the Church of Satan was founded in San Francisco. But Anton LaVey, he spent a lot of time down here in L.A. as well. Oh, I mean, it's, it's right down the street, right? San Francisco, L.A., San Francisco, L.A. Yeah, this is this is Anton LaVey's house in San Francisco. All black. Yeah, murdered out. <laughs> what street was it on? This is on California Street. Oh. I, me and Johnny want to go visit this. Is anybody living there now? Yeah, the house has been demolished and rebuilt, though. Shit, that's not enough. <laughs> Satanism is a philosophy that has been. So I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about the connection between Sharon Tate. Her father, mm-hmm. Abigail Folger, mm-hmm. her father, which both worked in the Presidio of San Francisco, which is military the, it's a military base right next to the Golden Gate Bridge uh-huh. in the woods. And uh, in that place, there was a guy who worked there called Michael Aquino. And so Anton LaVey, he founded the Church of Satan, right? Mm-hmm. And from this branched off the other dude michael aquino so we'll go into these two connections real quick here's anton levey um advocating for satanism on a show um which by the way defended himself like i'm not i don't condone these people's behavior but jesus christ the people who are like interviewing him make themselves look like fucking assholes you know yeah, and he just looks so much smarter than that. Oh yeah, spoken we spoken up for the devil. Watch this Everybody last that's night. made rules and regulations concerning I mean, the Anton devil. Anton LaVey, he, he had a response for every single thing that the have been very righteous people. Even, people even if it was really insulting. Well, I'm not too righteous, but on the like, other hand, I think you're a bit of a dingling. Let's face it. See, he called him a dingling. You're selling some kind of a snake oil. You got very shifty little eyes by right very close together too. They tell a story I mean, he better people. get used to it because oh, obviously... Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> what is the story that you'd like to tell us? The story is that I think that the devil has been the guy that's kept the church in business for many, many years. Without him and the concept of evil, where would the church be? Well, where would Notre Dame be if they couldn't play Southern Methodist? That's they got to right. have opposition. Is that that's the point That's right. You make? They have to have so opposition. So you're supplying, what, a loyal opposition? Well, I'm supplying a much-needed opposition. The word Satan only means adversary. Now, I could just picture this now. About 10 days after you're frozen, some minister's going to tiptoe over and turn off your electricity. Or bring a blow, <laughs> or bring a blowtorch in. Yeah. Well, a blowtorch would be, you'd make you make you right at home. What are the other arrangements? <laughs> well, the other thing. You see, the concept of the devil right is a, a multitude of, of uh, interpretations. Now, one of the realms of hell, Tartarus, the lowest of all. Is yeah, these guys, I mean, look at him. He's freaking got everything on. Because I've been uh, fooling around with your equipment. Never mind. He has the whole checklist. The whole checklist. Yeah. There's lie around on the beach or something like that. I know it's lie around. So that's him, you know, kind of like advocating (laughs) for Satanism. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just so crazy. I know, it's so crazy. That's... Here's another one where he's kind of like... Formulated and organized into a 
a productive social force that uh, uh, takes or accepts the premise that man is not a creature to be redeemed, but one who must recognize within himself his own potential, his own liabilities, and deal with them accordingly. We feel as Nietzsche felt when he obviously wrote uh, also Sprachthar's opinion is... And yeah, he's talking about Nietzsche and like... There's a lot of people who are, who are occultists who will always refer to Nietzsche and his writings because he is an Indo-Aryan. And even like, you know, Hitler took some of his writings and like, you know, he's Germanic. He's, you know, the it's very white power-ish. Even though it has nothing to do with that, but you know, these people, that's just how they... Sorry, my dog's being very needy. <laughs> she just hopped onto my lap. It's okay, don't mind her. So what does yes. that have to do with Michael Aquino, right? This... Talking to Dr. Aquino and his wife, um, who, you are a lieutenant colonel Oprah. in the United States Army. <laughs> Correct. Now, and how does the Army feel about you being head of the sure. Temple of Set? The Army is known about... So Michael Aquino was part of uh, Anton LaVey's church, and then he branched off and made his own called the Temple of Set. Mm -hmm. But he is a military intelligence officer for the army, who for the worked navy, with who worked Paul with Tate. Paul Tate and Peter, Peter Folger, Folger mm -hmm. in the Presidio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then here he is talking my about for, you know, um, Satanism. Uh, <laughs> the entire span of my army career, which began in 1968, mm -hmm. and uh, Spock. Uh, there was a reasonable amount of curiosity, as there has been all the way along, mm -hmm. with um, and his hair. What exactly is this strange and unusual thing? And I've uh, talked about it in much the same way that I've talked here today on your show about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, the ar Army has paid uh, very little attention to it, the same as it would to anybody who was, say, a, a follower of Hinduism or of um, Buddhism or any other slightly unusual religion today. So you just go about your Army duties and it's fine and... and mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Um, I was a follower of the Satanist Church, uh, the in Chicago here, um, oh. and while on um, Walpurgis Knox, uh, I was uh, the head acolyte for that specific ceremony, and at the end of it, it we wound up murdering someone. Uh, and a person? Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, it wasn't anybody that I knew, and I reported it. But once I had reported it and decided that to quit the Satanist church, I started receiving threatening phone calls. People would come up to my door who I didn't know, and all they'd do is say, go back to the church. Yeah, because it's important to know that Michael Aquino, this dude, Yikes. he also has allegations of sexual misconduct. It's Some people uh, took him to court. Uh -huh. Because there was like a preschool around there, and they were saying that they were taking kids from there. Oh God! Like some sick shit. Walk away. All in the presidio. And uh, who was the grotto leader? See, so. In the stabbing of the guy. I don't remember. Bing, 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 bing. In great detail. So this whole thing is about that, and just confronting him about about because they the Satanists are always saying, "Oh, we don't actually do anything like evil," you know, like yeah, I know, like um, but then they do. Like the like, what's what's the whole 
ritual thing for? What's the purpose of that? I don't know if if, if Anton LaVey has explained that. Like, why do they have to get into a circle and act weird and and lift fire up in the air and have weird cloaks on and having to chant some weird stuff? Why? If, like, if Satanism is all about just doing what you want, finding yourself, la-di-da, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So these people are all kind of related in that way, right? Um, between uh, Satanism and San Francisco, mm-hmm. Anton LaVey, Michael Aquino. So let's let's read a little bit more about Michael Aquino. There's actually a badass movie in here that I should just put that that movie on so people can watch it. Um, what movie? It's uh, with that. Um, what's that early? Mexican dude who was like interviewing everyone. Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera, yeah. Geraldo. That one, the first one, right? Yeah, the first one. So here, like everyone's there. It's kind of funny seeing them all together. Anton Lavey and. Alistair Crowley. Wait a minute, no. no. Alistair Crowley died like really early, right? Anton Lavey. Anton LaVey, Michael Aquino. Satanism seems to be a personal psychodrama. A kind of license for strange, sometimes Swastikas. violent behavior. Swastikas? Swastikas? <laughs> so, let's look at... Laws are broken. But I believe that hate is necessary in a controlled way just as much as love is necessary. The other face of adult Satanism is violent Show. and fiendish. So let's yeah, I wanna just There's the a lot of shit in this. It's a whole movie's length. So we have chosen Yeah, you can watch this in your own time. The, the whole thing will be mm-hmm. asking the youngest person on Oklahoma's death row. Just she really went in. when he killed in the name of Satan, why he murdered his own parents. So. And to Southern California, where we will ask the parents of children in the notorious McMartin preschool why they claim their kids were satanically abused. And to London, my goodness. the rock star Ozzy Osbourne will come. Uh, yeah, they just bring in Ozzy Osbourne for no reason. Like, go home. Well, because, you know, I guess at the time he showed lots of signs of um, Satanism. So they're like, oh, Ozzy, what do you feel about this? Your music inspired people for this and that. And at your yeah. shows, everybody acts like this and that. And he's yeah, like, here, oh. look, he's trying to get make metal look bad. He like, bit like an animal's head off on stage or something. And he's just like, oh, that I, I don't do anything satanic related. What are you talking about? That is pretty or satanic. Or is it just though. for the looks? You know, it's, it's just for the shock. It's not killing kids, the pain. Yeah, a lot of people. a lot of people into Satanism and the occult do it for the aesthetic. Yeah. They don't actually know anything about it or the beliefs. Or even studied occultism in any kind yeah, of way. Yeah, like all, just all these dudes, they have kids, they they eat at restaurants, they go to work, I don't know. <laughs> just doing regular, it's just for the looks. Here's a crazy story of these kids Some people. who killed another oh. kid. To a nice boy oh, from a good Catholic school and a fine middle class family. Sure, he was obsessed by the symbols. This is what his room looked like on the night of the murder and suicide. But heavy metal is not answer enough. Yeah, again, trying to blame it on heavy metal assholes. <laughs> and then he brings like on Ozzy Osbourne. Violence on video games right now. Here's a- it was a sacrifice 
to prove allegiance to Satan, to prove um, my hatred towards society and everything. Um, well, hatred towards society is one thing, Sean, but how does Satan make you commit murder? But Geraldo, Sean, in that particular situation, uh, Sean Sellers... This is Tom Wedge, an expert in Satanism, who is with Sean in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Yeah, right. go ahead, quickly. He's an ex Sean, expert Sean in Satanism? Sean one of the Ten Commandments, except thou shalt not commit okay. murder. And after he worshipped before the altar and, uh, with, uh, and asked for powers from Satan, uh, he went out to, to do this. Uh, technically, it was a human sacrifice. Okay, I gotta move on. You guys stand by, we'll get back to you. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get into the mind of another all-American boy who came under the influence of Satanism and took part in a crime without passion or motive. He and his pals beat another classmate to death. We'll be right oh. back. Yeah, they did. Crazy. Satan-related? Yeah, yeah. Beating another classmate to death? For sure, yeah. Uh. Okay, this is the bat that I threw. This is the third bat. They literally beat him into a bloody pulp. Damn. And what, in the name of Satan? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and then he says I would never I kill again, but like, it's kind of too late. Are they trying Iron to blame Maiden. it on Iron Maiden? <laughs> 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 but they were uh, drawing satanic shit all over Mega the place. Death, yeah. oh. Ozzy Osbourne, oh. It's me, it's me trying Guitar to save my hero. air, <laughs> my water, my trees, my wildlife. It's me on that cameraman. Of course. But here's Anton LaVey's daughter. In this country. Uh, he founded it about uh, 25 years she's, ago, Zina. She's yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Can you tell us with I expect nothing less from a Satan worshiper. No, all that, bit, that worshiping better go to something. <laughs> if his daughter was gonna, ugly, if she I was know, buck nasty, like, then it wouldn't be worth like, it. It wouldn't be worth it. Nope, she's beautiful, so okay. <laughs> but look at them eyebrows, though. What's wrong with her eyebrow there? What year is it? Eyebrows have evolved. The religion is worldwide. Um, we have members. Zina LeVay. Wow. Very exotic religion. <laughs> oh, look. There he is. Temple of Said, also a colonel, interestingly enough, in the United States Army. What is it, this Satanism? I think that... Um, uh, there is some confusion tonight because this same term means something different to Satanists than it does to Christians in the United States. By our own standards, the people who you've shown in these film clips would not be Satanists, either present or in the past. Rather, they would be the failures of a conventional religion. I appreciate your opinion. What is it, sir, then? What is Satanism? Well. Originally, the Church of Satan, when it was founded, was composed not of people with a hatred for Christianity, but of people who, by and large, were agnostics and atheists, because they felt that the institutions which had arisen around Christianity had failed in their moral commitment. So, Satanism okay. itself became an emphasis on rational self-interest mm -hmm. and on taking responsibility for your own intellectual and ethical decisions. Mm -hmm. Rational self-interest, you call it? Yes. See, okay. rational, rational self-interest, self yep. but the keyword, the interest in the self, like yes. not anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we do know that Satanism has in common with other religions is the belief that the devil can inhabit your body. Uh. Remember the movie Exorcist? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> then he starts bringing He's in like, all these... Did I talk about <laughs> demonic possession? protective religions. I believe that hate is necessary in a controlled way just as much as love is. Yeah, we already heard that. 
But yeah, Geraldo Rivera is pretty buck Who wild. Else said that? He goes Somebody out else there. Talked about. He never, never mind. It'll come to me later. Occurring <laughs> at the Presidio, the time period when. Um, oh, they they uh, they they challenged them on the whole place. child abuse thing. I was assigned Ew. to the National Defense University in Washington D.C., and my wife was out there living with me. But is it not a fact that a three and a half year old girl identified you as the alleged perpetrator of molestation? Well, no, as uh, a matter of fact, it is not the case. An accusation was made by her stepfather, who was an army chaplain, speaking on behalf of this child. Mm. In her original interview with the FBI, she denied ever being molested. Well, I've seen the... I, I, you are innocent until proven guilty. You were never charged in this case. I don't want to belabor the point. I have seen, however, the affidavits for the search warrant of your home, and they indicate the child is speaking to the authorities, not her father. This was after she had been subjected to uh, therapy. Let's say you are innocent of that. You are no longer at the Presidio. You are now in St. Louis, but you are still a serving officer, a colonel in the United States Army. Do you feel it is inconsistent with a high-ranking officer pledged, sworn, to uphold the Constitution of the United States that you are also a practicing Satanist? Not in the least. The Army has known of my religion for the last 20 years. There has never been a problem with it, any more than there is a problem with other members of minority religions. But let me read from the Satanic Bible. Quote, one of, this is the, the number one, uh, uh, I guess, uh, commandment. Death to the weakling, wealth to the strong. How can you believe this and still uphold the Constitution of the United States? Death to the weakling? Well, for one thing, what you're looking at there is a highly polemical book that was never meant to be taken literally. Oh, using the same cop-out as the church. <laughs> Aside from what allegedly happened to your daughter, which you, I know you allege was part of a satanic cult, and having nothing to do with this man, I state again, for the record. What is your feeling, sir, on the fact that a serving officer in the United States Army... Yeah, they just get on him. It's pretty crazy. They took us in an old caboose. Uh-oh. And they had these things they called Spains. Spains? Yeah, Spain. They stuck it up my butt. Who but stuck it? Oh, my in? God. Your dad? <laughs> I uh -huh. kids. Ow, kids testimony. Two doctors have provided kids. medical evidence that from it's a very sad. early age, this boy has been repeatedly abused. His mother goes further. She claims the sexual abuse happened as part of a satanic ritual. Do you allege your husband was part of a satanic cult? I allege that he was the high priest of a satanic cult. Ooh. David, the boy's father, has never been formally charged. All of this in San Francisco, ridiculous, right? Oh my God! It just and he goes on to bring up all these cases of Satanism and how he's involved with all these things. He brings on Charles Manson and you know uh, the the San Francisco murders are also what pretty grisly. What was the grisly. condition of the body when you found it? It uh, had a number of unusual wounds on it. Uh, one of the most unusual things was a design carved into the chest of the individual. And once we examined it more closely, it was an upside down pentagram. The Devil's Pentagram, the inverted five-pointed star found on the unidentified corpse of St. Joseph's victim, is apparently the principal signature of Satanists. Like a recurring nightmare, it shows up at crime scenes and in their graffiti everywhere. Yeah, the, this, this is the guy that... And they asked me if I would like to join a satanic cult. Ritual crime was apparently a regular occurrence at this apartment. In this case of San torture Francisco and murder, House. Yeah. the victim has never been identified. John For purposes Dunn. of this case, he was called... John Doe, number 60. The first cut would be to the lips that sealed the person's 
mouth for all eternity. They also poured wax, I guess, in the eyes, and that sealed their eyes for all eternity. They did much more to John Doe number 60, but we'll spare you the details. Caught and convicted of murder, kidnapping, and ritual abuse, St. Joseph and another cult member are currently serving long prison sentences. Ed remains free, although he claims only to have been Snitch. a reluctant participant <laughs> in the murder of John Doe 60. He does admit bringing a teenager here to be chained up Ooh. and ritualistically abused. How can you say you have no guilt when you bring a 17-year-old kid in here, you help shackle him to a radiator, and then participate in his torture and sexual abuse? Well, I never participated in torture, and no torture was allowed of him. You would... But he didn't say no sexual abuse. <laughs> yeah. That, this is how it went down. This is what these people were doing. And this oh, is all going on in San Francisco, too. You know, it's not far-fetched. Oh, my God. Yeah, all over the place. It's a small town. How's there so much of this bullshit? For real. Have belonged. Who tell? A baby's being bred for sacrifice. Take a look. Read what they do, Guy. They use blood in their rituals, and the blood that has the most power is baby's blood. In the classic baby's horror film, blood. Rosemary's Baby, Mia Farrow is drawn into the clutches of a satanic cult and is married to the devil. This is no dream. This is really happening. She conceives the Antichrist, providing the group with a living symbol of Satan to be worshipped and adored. God is dead! As sickening and unbelievable as it sounds, bearing children for use in satanic rituals may really be happening. My daughter, who I named Wendy, was sacrificed at birth with an upside down cross and then taken outside and buried. Um, my son, they kept and let live till two years old and then he was sacrificed. Michael and I had a son and he was dedicated to Satan at birth. And at six months of age, he was sacrificed to Satan. It is most common for the heart to be taken from the child uh. and offered to Satan. These women say they speak from personal experience. They yeah. They go through all that no, that's anecdotal evidence. And then just fucking, you know, here you go. <laughs> but they got paid a lot of money to do it. Uh, it was. Uh, that's insane. What's the reason for it now? Look like, at this is a drawing that a kid breeders. drew. It hurts. Please don't hurt me anymore, Daddy. I'll be good, I promise. That's terrible. I mean, hey, dude, this guy, Geraldo Rivera, he went in on these people. But, of course, he was also probably looking for popularity or whatever, you know? And all these people think that bagging on Satanists is that easy, you know? Yeah, I know, because... They think that they're just, like, ridiculous. They don't realize this, that everyone has the possibility. Like, it's in everyone's power to want to be that you know yeah and there's plenty of people who don't say that saint they're satanists openly but are equally as disgusting yeah that's true you know? there's some people that do like the nastiest shit and you know and aren't satanists yeah we can talk about like other serial killers that have done worse or or, or even this look um, things one thing that that is also linked to charles manson is boys town America's Boys greatest Town. child sex scandal, Boys Town. You don't know. It, Charles Manson definitely went to Boys Town because he was like a fucked up kid. He, he, they Boys sent him Town? there. Boys Town? Is that a place? 
place. Boys Town is a, um, it's a, like a like a Boy Scout, um, boys school. Oh no! Right, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play the video so people can just, so they can just watch it because it's just, it's just it's it's out there. Homosexual prostitution. Uh. It's it's out there. Of course, this is like some bullshit <laughs> video. It's highly edited. Oh yeah. And <laughs> but financial crime is only half the story. This is the true story of Lawrence King. It is the story of a cancer at the heart of America and of its continuing cover-up at the highest level. One man is attempting to uncover the full story. John DeCamp is among the most highly decorated Vietnam veterans. Hmm. A former Republican state senator in Lincoln, Nebraska, he is now a lawyer fighting the legacy of Lawrence King's abuse of power. It's a web of intrigue that starts in our Holy of Holies, Boys Town, Nebraska, one of the most respected institutions in the United States, and spreads out like a spider web to Washington, D.C., Yeah, and right up to the steps of the... And believe it or not, Charles Manson went there when he was 14. ...involves some of the most respected and powerful and richest businessmen in this United States of America. And the centerpiece of the entire web is the use of children. For sex and drug dealing and drug couriers, the compromising of politicians, the compromising of businessmen, but worst of all, the corruption of key institutions of government that have the duty and responsibility to make sure these things never happen. For John DeCamp, the trail starts in a unique town just outside Omaha. World-famed Boys Town is in the news again. Made famous by an Oscar-winning film, Boys Town is America's favorite children's charity. It was founded in 1917 by... I mean, just look at the fucking name of it. I know, Boys Town. It just sounds disgusting. I don't want to send my kid to Boys Town. I know, that's... um, Would you send your kid to fucking Neverland? No. (laughs) Would you send your kid to Boys Town? No. But these people, like, they, they took in kids that had nothing. You know, orphans and priest, fucked up shit. And it was a Father religious Panic. thing. The Catholic Church ran that shit. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. They made millions of dollars and just got off on it. In terms of being in Nebraska, a dealer of children, in terms of being. This guy, though, he got busted for it. He got busted for it. He went, he's, he's done. He stole. And in terms of using and compromising and corrupting. One after another, politicians. Yeah, he bribed people. He would film them and use them. So you know, this this is in connection because because um, Charles, Charles Manson, Manson was here. Went yeah, there. He and went there. No, and Charles Manson was abused sexually there. Yeah, he writes about it, uh, or they the, whoever wrote a book for him mm-hmm. while he was in jail, and he talks about it in 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 a, in a written down interview. <gasps> he says that he was sexually abused while he was in Boys Town. We can only name the ringleaders. Besides Larry King, they were department stores. See, Larry King. Larry King. King. And he was indicted for this shit, too. What? Yeah. Like, he got off, though. Like, he paid a lot of money. We can read the... uh, Oh, Larry King. Look, here's a whole book on it. Creepy to begin with. In case people were like, oh, it's bullshit. No, look. Before he became a monster. A story of Charles Manson time at Father Flanagan's Boys Town. Oh, 
Like, it's real. Charles Manson was at Boys Town. Part of a crazy, sick, satanic government conspiracy. He sat- was an orphan, right? Did he have parents? Uh, Charles up? Manson? Yeah. Yeah, I he forgot. was. I remember he said like well, his parents. He had one. a mom, but like she was a prostitute. He, he oh, was born out of wedlock to a sixteen-year-old prostitute. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah, so we can see here. Yeah. This is like so we don't have to watch the whole video, mm-hmm. but these people testified, right? Um, a lot of them got killed, and then this dude, he went in for ten years, fifteen years. He's th- he served ten Big years guy. of a fifteen year prison. Oh, he's out already. Well, oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, Boys Town, the White House, and the Devil. So he was connected to uh, like just a lot of stuff going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And Larry King was involved. Larry King got off though. He, uh, you know, he he paid some some crazy amount of money. He paid off people. I think he paid off like three kids, like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh shit! Yeah, hush money. How much did Michael Jackson? Who's more famous, Larry King or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Nobody even knows about Larry King. You see? I know. I didn't. And and this happened. This happened. This is for real. Like, That's actually, crazy. one person mentioned it to him in one of his interviews. They mentioned Boys Town, and he just shut it off. Mm. So this is another thing about Charles Manson that people don't realize. They not he he was already involved in yeah. child abuse and sexual trafficking of children. That seems to be the main motivation. She didn't get That's it from nowhere. When, when we hear uh, Alex Jones say, "Oh, the Satanists are taking over the world," and blah blah blah, like. He's not like too far off. People don't like it. Sounds like craziness just because he's like yeah. rambling. But, but like, the way that other people talk about it that don't know much about it is just like, oh, that's crazy. It's just crazy people, crazy. And sure, it is crazy. But yeah, you know, there, all I hear people say, people don't just like, oh, I'm gonna like like Anton Lavey. He didn't just become the fucking high priest of the Church of Satan for nothing. Just because he's like, oh, I like to drink my own blood and be creepy for no reason. I'm, you know. There's a whole other philosophy that that those people can find that they relate to, and like it's the same as any religion. Yeah, and other connections. There's just so many. Yeah. Like, and it's not like people make this stuff up. Like, yeah, here, that's, in yeah. this interview. None of that. That's a generation of sixties. I'm not a generation of sixties. I'm a generation of the thirties. I played on the same ball club that your old man made movies of and beat someone so they feel better. That Here he talks about uh, Mia Farrow. I'm probably never oh. happened to you in your life. But I know you're here, and to most people that suggests that you must have done something pretty bad. I'll when you see Sheriff Tate's body laying there all naked and murdered dead, do you think I had something to do with that? That was the altar. It had nothing to do with me. It was the turnaround of the whole world. It was the Aryan woman. That was being bought up from the head for Rosemary's baby. They was the cult. Did they tell you about all the film that they got with the dogs and the chauffeurs that came out of the the, the black and white when uh, uh, Hugh Brenner and Peter Sellers paid uh, thirty thousand dollars to get the videotapes back that they had done with the pornography where they was gobbling on each other's knobs in the closet with Sharon for Sharon, beautiful Sharon. 
See, okay, right there. Poor Sharon, beautiful Sharon. That's what that's what you were talking about. That somebody obtained those videos of them yeah. uh, performing any uh, weird uh, cultish rituals, yeah. and it, it's at in their the police house. reports yeah. that that did happen. When yeah. the police went to go gather the tapes, somehow they just they got lost in time or whatever. And like, yeah, so, <laughs> obviously and he's saying he's he paid thirty thousand dollars for them to get him back. Yeah. Oh. So and he's talking about what's in the tapes. Like uh-huh. he knows these people yeah. better than we know these people. He's like, oh, poor old Sharon Tate. Like, no, no. you mean devil worshiping as Sharon Tate, who was whipping drug dealers, Shit. making movies about the devil. And fucking making sodomizing films where they murder dogs and shit. Like, oh my god! This is what this is what he's Maybe talking about. You see? Yeah. Beneficial to your awareness. But the people, people, I hate like they were like, oh yeah, Charles Manson. Oh yeah, that guy's batshit crazy, yo. And like, and they just play videos of him going boo 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 boo, like know, you know, like. Around, but what, what about listening to him speak coherently? Know. You know. I'm like, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Charles Manson just because of, you know, how everybody built him up to be this patsy of everything, every he, bad thing that's ever happened in life. He spent like, oh, Manson, m- more Manson, years. He spent like three fourths like, of his life in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't doubt that he's done bad shit in his life. Yeah, he to, he, he to agrees that he, that he has now. He has but. sex with girls that were underage. But he was abused as a child, you know, and he yeah. like all kinds of stuff happened to him. So it's like a guy comes from the University of Southern California into the so criminal he, insane ward, and he says, "I am the doctor. I am here to help." You. Okay, I need help. He says, "What happened in so and so? How do you do such and such? How does it work for so and so? And when you go through, how does your mind?" And blah, 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 if you come to help me, why are you asking me the question? He gathers valid information, and if I don't give him the information, he'll send this guy in with a big syringe to drug me down out of my head to where I can't stand up. That stuff happens in prison? Happens? What do you think's been happening to me for the last 20 years? You've- yeah, he's been, and that's true. He's been, you know, beaten, used, and he talks about... So he talks about Mia Farrow, but he also talks about something else important somewhere here, like towards the end. S men in uniform and judge those men who fought for God and country, for cross and Bible. Then men were forced to do what they had to do. There's no such thing as criminals and bad guys. And I didn't know the difference. I heard your father on the TV. Because you don't have the backbone in your own system, and <laughs> I get swamped and stepped off. You know, how's that gonna solve the problem of crime, though? One world court that can. What do you want them to think of their father? Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just crazy. You, we want to look for a Mia Farrow connection. Yeah. We want to look for a Rosemary's Baby's connection, and he gave it to us. You know what I mean? He, he he gave it to us like yeah, that's that's it right there. He, he brought that up in that random interview. Yeah. In the nineties. Now that's not the only connection that Charles Manson had. Oh. Uh, let's not forget that he also had a connection with the Beach Boys. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. He was a musician and and all that too. Yeah, and Before, the Beach Boys. Like, 
he Terry thing. Melcher was their producer, and the house that Sharon Tate lived in before they oh, lived in it, Terry, Terry Melcher, Melcher used, used, used it. There. Yeah, he used to record music there uh, before oh, okay. before anything. So that's in the movie when the you know fake Charles Manson came looking for Terry Melcher, and then he's like, "Oh, they don't live here anymore." That's accurate. That's accurate, yeah. You know, but we don't know why he really went there. Yeah, we don't know why. Patricia Krenwinkle, college dropout, a one-time Manson family member, and soon-to-be convicted murderer. A one-time Manson family member? What does that mean? <laughs> walk on, walk on. Our other we don't want to get copyrighted. Like, for, okay. <laughs> I just want to get to the stories of... Uh, oh, here's Brian Wilson. Hi. Something that I fell into my soul. Rather than just Beach car Boys songs, producer. surf songs, you know. Something more introspective, like taking a good look at yourself, see how you feel, and then see what you should do to improve yourself. That was my way of coping with, with those kind of things that come up in every man's life. Fans expecting sounds of summer, songs of surfing, idealistic young love, and cars got something different. And that was Brian's delicate soul bared within groundbreaking pop compositions. Oh no, copyright. The alleged pop genius was also notoriously known for his excessive drug binges, often indulging in grass, coke, Whoa. and LSD on a daily basis. Oh shit. As for Dennis, nobody <laughs> in the band right. took him seriously. His brothers thumbed him away from the studio, often asserting that crazy Dennis doesn't belong here. Yeah, but where does he come in with Charles? Let's see. The relationship with Charles is crazy. They went back to Charlie and told him, we've met somebody that could be an incredible entree for you into the music business. Then they brought Charlie and a bunch of the other girls back <laughs> to Dennis's house. Dennis walks in, Manson had moved his family in. Uh, they were smoking marijuana, eating cookies, and uh, Dennis thought it was kind of a fun situation. They lived with Dennis for several months. Yeah, they really did live he was in his house. Divorce with Wait, Carol okay. And uh, coming home to a house full of semi-naked or naked Before women, everything. Ah. The uh, enjoyer Just of the sex of that he was. Happy that hippies living in his house. That Manson used. Yeah, Manson used the girls. He was a pimp. He used the girls mm, to yeah. get connections, to get everything he wanted. Because people always, if you have girls that are willing to do anything for you, you, you can get anything you want. No copyright for me, no thank you. <laughs> charmed by Charlie and, and gave him money. Those ladies in Malibu gave him money. Have a big laugh. Ah. A lot of guys like to hang around me because I'm underground. I'm what you call cool. I'm what everybody tries to be. When I'm cool. down on the street, I ride a motorcycle. I got a lot of girls. I sing a lot of music. I play. I'm him. I'm a, I, you know, that's my road. Hello. I am a mechanical man. A mechanical man, and I do the best I can because I have my family. Wilson's home literally turned Spawn's into Spawn movie Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, that's cool. Lived there too. One of the Beach Boys lived at Spawn Ranch. Sunset Boulevard. I didn't like that place. That was creepy. That was drugs. That was all the drugs and crap and people coming in and out with all their crap. And 
It was just a, like a drug den. Yikes. <laughs> During the day, Dennis and Charlie lounged by the pool, smoking pot, rapping to one another about religion, politics, and philosophy for hours on end. <laughs> we talked about something very esoteric within, like a family. A brother has a secret, but allows you to know it in, in, in an art form. See, so, I mean, come on. There's, there's so much connections here, money-wise, you know, all these things. All of it. But there was another dude that they killed, uh, another victim of the Manson murders. Um, let me see if I can find it. There was a, a dude that was another drug dealer. He sold mescaline. And they cut off that dude's ear. And then eventually they killed him and buried him in his own backyard. One and they stole his one, cars. One single ear. Yeah. Duh. Crazy, right? That's... They Van Goghed him. <laughs> <laughs> they did. So let me see if I can find uh, some information on that. Yeah, it's just so crazy how many connections there are. But between everything that we've already discovered, let's go back to my notes. Let's see if there's anything else we missed on here. Because there's so many notes here. Your screenshot clippings. Yeah. The devil is beautiful. Most people think he's ugly, but he's not. That's a personal quote of Sharon Tate. Okay. If you say so. Susan Atkins was in the Temple of Set. We know that. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Church of Satan. Um, and then we know that, uh, you know, he was part of Scientology. And, you know, Process Church of Final Just Judgment. We know the connection between the Process Church. Mm -hmm. Beatles lyrics. Interpreted by Manson. Yeah, we haven't really dived into the Beatles because my notes are all over the place. But, um, yeah, some of those. Uh, so here, um, Maharishi, that's the yogi that, that they would all go see in India. Oh, that the guru that the guru, everybody yeah. has gone to see, all the celebrities gone to see in India. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, about the more deeper meaning behind all of it. Like, what what is Satanism in its core, right? There is no religion higher than truth. And there's the same symbol and the Ouroboros snake mm -hmm. and the Zionist symbol and an Egyptian symbol in the middle. This is like the – this is uh, Blavatsky, uh, an author wow. that is uh, – um uh an inspiration to um the guy who founded the KKK oh. and also to Hitler so there's like some hmm. Aryan Indo-Aryan roots to a lot of satanism right so oh and and Sammy Davis Jr is in here for some weird ass reason <sighs> he's like the only black satanist that that I've seen so far <laughs> there's even like pictures of him and he made a movie too about about satan Something devil related. Yeah, yeah, some some devil bullshit that he made. If 
fucking Sammy Davis Jr. I can't even take him serious. But there's a picture that I have. Oh, here it is. Poor devil. Right? Starring as <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. Starring as poor devil. <laughs> but there's also Whatever a picture. <laughs> there's also a picture of him with uh, Anton LaVey. Watch, hmm. look. Everybody was homies. And Tom LeVay is like, yeah, I'm friends with all these There he is. Michael people. Aquino and Anton LeVay together wow. with Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. And if you thought that was w- wasn't weird enough. Oh, wait, we already w- checked this out. Hello, homies and cronies. This is a weird-ass video. Eddie Murphy, I just wanted to kill. This is the Sammy Davis. Oh, that, this little random show on Netflix. Comedians. Yeah, where, uh, where comedians in, the in car cars. Yeah. coffee with, oh, the Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a little clip where he talks about Sammy here. Watch the devil threw in uh, Dan Tannis on that restaurant with all the pictures of him. Sammy was like... Yeah, Jerry knows exactly what he's talking about. So <laughs> See, but like isn't that just uh, a weird coincidence? So random, but yeah, that's Eddie like Murphy that. clowning on Satanists, the, um, the only black Satanist we know of. Sammy Davis Jr. And he was there to hear him <laughs> almost get into it, and then he backed off because. Oh, that's that's funny. So, the, the let, let's talk about the 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 in depth analysis of this Satanist cult, right? The and where it leads to. So if you if you look at uh, important books um, that are written by um, the inspirers of of all of this religion, like Aleister Crowley, he goes back to Blavatsky, right? They all quote books from the Vedas, and they all quote books from the from the ancient Vedic texts of India, which is before Buddhism. Buddhism is like Christ, like Christ, right? And before Buddhism. There was um, the Vedas, which is like super, super old text, predicted to be like, nobody knows how old it is, maybe 10,000 years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in these uh, books, they write, that's like the first like demonology or the first, uh, you know, um, belief in like the devil kind of, right? And they call it Kali. And so we can, we can look at the, what is Kali? And and we can see that the Krishnas is a new religion. They believe in this. Kali. It's the reigning lord. (laughs) He's a mortal demon, the source of all evil. Indiana Jones, when he rips the guy's heart out, he says Kalima. (laughs) I don't know if that's related. but Yeah, there's another video I have here of a sacrifice where they're chanting Kali. Hmm. God Kali. It's a part of the satanic rituals for a lot of secret societies. Hmm. But the reason why I bring that up is because it always goes back to that. Because if we look at, if we look at, uh, 
Aryan um, beliefs of the in the occult. We can look at Albert Pike. He's a, one guy who was inspired by all of this, um, all all these writings. Right? Mm-hmm. He was a Freemason one of the highest degree, thirty third degree Mason. Right? Um, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like he's been at it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he he's a, a 33rd degree Mason. Um and he founded the KKK. No, he didn't found found it, but he uh hmm. he uh participated in it, you can say. Um that's where they get a lot Bring of their robes from this like these people also get some of their beliefs from some of that. I mean, I mean, look. That's just oh. like this is the LGBTQ in the future. <laughs> all the colors of the rainbow <laughs> with hoods. And uh, all the letters of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so um, wh- what does this have to do with India? You know, what does Satan have to do with India? Well, mm-hmm. um, we know that that uh, everyone reads these old Vedic texts. Everyone who's a uh, Satanist, right? But we know that the Beatles went to 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 worship this uh, um, cult. Uh, Maharishi, this particular guru, who then was later discovered to have been involved in some crazy um, child shit too. Some, some. Uh, God, why? Yeah, yeah. And then there was some Him crazy too? shit that happened. There was murders that happened from. Why that. everybody like? Kids? Look, killing for Krishna, the danger of deranged devotion, right? So in this, in uh. in in this drama, what happened was the Beatles and all these people went to uh, go hang out with uh with this particular um guru right yep yep here's some of the symbolism i mean you tell me i mean it looks the same to me you know they worship cali it's all part of the same deal Hmm. um but let's look at uh let's look at some some of the stuff that that happened in accordance to this to this crazy conspiracy the first is george harrison makes a song called my sweet Lord, which chants Hare Krishna, Hare Hare Krishna. And we know that that mantra is part of the Transcendental Meditation Movement or ISKCON. It's all the same thing, right? David Lynch, of all people. Did Maharishi personally uh, teach you? He's a big contributor to that religion. He has the David Lynch Foundation, which gives money to the to the Krishna movement. He yes, would. so what happened then, we went to Bangor in Wales and we attended a, a little seminar there. And um, as you know, there were always lots of flowers around Maharishi. So it was always a very, um, nature was very involved. You got the feeling, you know, you often used to carry the whole place was very simple. There was nothing fancy about it. Um, you would just go for, wake up, you would then go for breakfast in the morning, a light breakfast just help that was the sort of thing that happened each day uh-huh did you write how many songs did you write in rishikesh do you think we wrote quite a few between yeah. us yeah we had uh, some good inspiration uh-huh. and you know in the times when we weren't meditating we had our guitars with us right so we would um we'd do quite a little bit of writing it was, it was inspirational yes i mean th- I'm this sure is it was <laughs> 
this is them at at the uh, you know talking about being there. So it's pretty crazy to see. <laughs> what this heart. First of all, it's a real. When did you first hear the word meditation, and what did you make of it? Seen him when we were kids growing up in Liverpool. He was giving a lecture, a little more serious, um, which wasn't a bad thing. But he he put humor. But he had a very infectious sense of humor. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't talk about how they beefed and they bounced, though. Mm. Actually, no, that was John Lennon who beefed with that guy and then took off. Oh. Yeah, it was some crazy shit that happened. But let's talk about um, uh, the murders that happened because of in, in, in that cult when they came to America. Because they eventually made it to America. Yeah. And some crazy shit happened. Um, but basically, um, there was this guy named Stephen Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. This guy basically um, he was gonna blow the whistle and say, "Hey, the Hare Krishnas are abusing children," right? So what did they do? They killed him. They sent two guys. The guy was about to rat them out. Yep. They sent two guys that to trail him. Smoked him. Yeah, and they and they killed him. At, in LA. Did anyone get arrested for yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh, guys okay. got arrested for that. They went to jail for, for murder. Um but the crazy thing is that um after that those guys got busted the one of those uh fucking um gurus that was responsible for that mm-hmm. the guy who was being alleged cr- did all of the uh the raping Mm-mm. yeah he he also um he got busted but he he got indicted but he ended up just leaving the country you know like most of these people do they just dip mm-hmm. krishna killer uh-oh. Named Guru. That's not good. Swami. So let's see if we can get to the part where he says that. See, it's about the Krishna consciousness movement, right? So here, let's let's get into it. They were convicted in nineteen, yeah, for for the murder of that Krishna devotee. Right? So they were convicted. Um, and then they opened up investigations when then they found all this child molestation uh, fucking um, accusations, right? And then that guy took off. There's even books about it. There's whole books about the murder and everything. Murder, madness, and the Hare Krishnas. See? Monkey on a stick. Yeah, so it's not far off. And is that from, guns? Yeah, those With are flowers guns. Flowers next yeah. to it. Ooh. It's a gun that was used. Man. So, well, what does that have to do with the Beatles and all this shit? Well, all these people were part of it. And here we have a pretty, a very interesting debate between the Hare Krishnas and what some people consider uh, deep program. Divine grace. Pridyananda, Daska Swami, and Balavanta. 
We're going to be using a modified debate format, and for the first segment of tonight's program, we're going to turn to the representatives from the Society for Krishna Consciousness and give them a few moments to express statements about their religion. Then following their statement, we'll turn to Mr. Patrick and uh, Sandra Sox, and we'll be talking about uh, efforts that are being made to counteract certain practices which you disagree with. First of all, let's begin by raising this question. I think that practically, if not all, practically all, perhaps all the religions... So look, he talks about... What you just said, first of all, we are not competing with or trying to... He just explains what is Hare Krishna, right? He makes it sound all Different cool. states may have some slight variation, but... You know, they go on to talk about the religion, why it's so good, etc., etc., right? But let's listen to the testimony of the black dude and how he sh claps back at what his perception of this religion is and his story because that's really the more the the part of this video that's interesting to mr patrick and i'd like to ask you how you got into what's called deprogramming well uh i got into deprogramming through my own son he was 14 years old now if someone had told me 10 years ago that this could have happened in my family I would have said, I would have called him a lie. But it happened to the very one I would say it would be the last one it would happen to. Um, all outdoor boy, nothing keep him in the house. And uh, he was psychological, psychological kidnapped by a cult. And they only had him for four hours. Hmm. But after that four hours, it was somebody I didn't even know. When he walked in the door, I thought he was on drugs. And um, he told me what happened. He talked to some people on the street. They asked him, did he believe in God? Did he have Christ in his heart? Did he know Christ died on the cross for his sins? And um, he talked to him for about four hours. Didn't know he was hooked. And uh, after talking to them, he was lucky they didn't take him away. But he made it back to the hotel, and we had been everywhere looking for him. Yeah. And when he came in, the first thing I noticed was his eyes, just like he was how for drugs. And that was the first thing I thought about. And he told me his story, what happened. Then anyone believed what he was saying. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. I didn't believe him. Then anyone in the room believed him. I didn't know I even had a problem for about two weeks when a lady came into my office and turned in a complaint that her son was last seen the same day they got my son. And when she told me her story, what happened to her son, they got him. And he disappeared from the face of the earth. For five days, she didn't know whether or not he was living or dead. And no one would help her. She called the police, the police, how old is your son, 19. He's not a missing person. He's a runaway. Everybody gave her that story. And then uh, 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 when she finally got the telephone call, Mom, I found God. I'm not coming home anymore. You all is of the devil. And uh, the world is going to end within a year to seven years. And if you're not in this family, you're going to burn in hell. And after talking to her, I realized what happened to my son, what was wrong with my son. And I started an investigation into this matter. 
And I, I, I went into everything, interviewing people on tapes, witches, warlocks, you name it. I went to, I even went to New Orleans, uh, somebody that was a hundred and something years old that I, my mother uh, kept me to when I was a child for my speech impediment, see. And this lady was still living, which she was supposed to have been a healer and a prophet and all of this, be able to heal people. And I even went and talked to her. And um, I still wasn't satisfied. It was still unbelievable. I had to go in to see for myself. And um, I went in to stay a week. I stayed three days and four nights. I mean, three nights and, uh, yeah, four nights and three days. And if I had stayed in a few more hours, I would never left. I was hooked. And I was so confused for the next uh, six days I left home one day at 7.30 in the morning, going to the office. I ended up 70 miles away, didn't know how I got there. I didn't even know where I were or how to get home. And this is how powerful this technique is, a mind control. You, you think that these groups have techniques of mind control that you feel are dangerous? Yes, uh, Hare Krishna is one of the main ones. Uh, and uh, they use the same technique. It's no different from Guyana, uh, Jim Jones. It's no different from Hitler. It's no mm -hmm. different from uh, um, uh, any uh, group in the world that uses this mind control. Now, I've jotted down a few notes. I'm very sympathetic to the experience which Mr. Patrick had. I will not disagree with him that there are many people at the present time in the Western world who are exploiting people in the name of religion. I don't disagree with him. I'm very sorry if he was a victim of some bad experience, but that was not our group. What so. you're looking at are uh, a mindless robot. Uh, for an example, uh, the young man over there right now, he's just sitting over there chanting Hare Krishna, <laughs> which is self-hypnosis. And uh, he got his hand in the, in the bead bag. And he just, ever since he's been here, he's been chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> now, this is his life's blood. He got to chant. And because if he doesn't chant or uh, get away from the influence, he'll start thinking. And this is the reason he said no to uh, chanting, because this prevents him from thinking. See, the only way you can control a person's mind, you've got to destroy the person's free will and their ability to think. And then you've got to make it impossible for this person to think throughout the rest of their life uh, 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 other than what the leader tell them to do. And that's where it turns into auto-suggestion, which means self-hypnosis. In Hare Krishna case, it's chanting. They chant almost 24 hours a day. We're chanting names of God. And that's recommended in every scripture in the world, that God's name should always be chanted. I believe in the Christian scripture, uh, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, use not uh, meaningless repetition. But the name of God is not meaningless. In the Lord's Prayer, it clearly states... Yeah, but... It doesn't say, mm -hmm. it says, it, the Bible says, do not worship any, like, don't worship any false idols. Mm -hmm. Don't chant anyone's name. God doesn't have a name. That's what it says, you know, like, so this is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. But like, regardless of whether you're Christian or whatever, that's like even Buddha, Buddhism and Jesus, they're very alike. They're like the new coming of the religions. Um, and they both practice the same things they say 
you know, you're not supposed to fall under dictatorships or worshiping of all these false religions. You're supposed to think of all these other more transcendental thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, these guys are taking it way back to the Vedas, which is like ancient scriptures. <laughs> the Hare Krishnas, they, they, they have this cult of auto-suggestion, and it makes a lot of sense. Just think about it. If you're a young, suggestible person, mm-hmm. right? These guys, what they do is they get all these people to go to the streets and beg for money. They have like a huge panhandling operation mm. and they so they keep these kids unfed, you know, they make them sleep in like minimal settings and they give them, you know, barely enough food. And it's the same thing that Charles Manson did in a way. He kind of suggested these things to these kids to get them to the, be in his environment. Yeah. Weak minded kids using drugs or whatever it may be really have a good path it's no coincidence that all of them were victims to other forms of suggestion yeah. like satanism like, and like oh, the occult before they, they got before they to, got to charles manson yeah, yeah that's exactly, exactly right so the Hare krishnas it's kind of like you can see this is like the beginning of all of it it's part of the whole hippie movement. This is where it went south. Oh, yeah. You know, so this is where wanted to participate. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh yeah. What is what are the Hare Krishnas now? We ask ourselves, like, where are they now? They're where mo- are they now? <laughs> Multi-billion-dollar oh. religion. Ew. David Lynch is a big part of it. They still exist. You know, even through all the scandals, they're still around. It's actually fucking incredible that they're still around. So that's the kind of the connection between ancient Vedic texts and Satanism, kind of how it's all related, mm-hmm. right? So, and then, uh, and and if we watch, uh, we can't play it because we'll get copyrighted, but <laughs> on Netflix, there's a clip on the new Mindhunter episode, episode five of Mindhunter. Of season two. Of, se- of season two. There's a clip where... Uh, they're studying Charles Manson mm-hmm. and he tells them, yeah, the Helter Skelter theory, he didn't think of it. He borrowed it from the Hare Krishnas. That's a Hare Krishna theory. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of Helter Skelter, the whole they scenario. They actually mentioned that they in actually, the show. In the show, they mentioned so it. So it's not a secret. It's not a secret. That's what happened. And so Manson, he gained these powers of persuasion from other people who taught him, like the Scientologists yeah. and all these people. He just kind of borrowed philosophies from here and there. And then he created his own little DIY fucking group, you including know? Including, like, the the Beatles including, song. Yeah, yeah, and he brought the Beatles into it and everything. Yeah. Why? Because he understood kind of what they were about. He understood that they were a part of this shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he understood that the whole Roman Polanski, Mio Farrow thing, there's no reason why he shouldn't understand it if he was directly involved in their murders. Mm-hmm. You'd be a fool to try and think, Oh, those things are not interrelated. Of course they're interrelated. You know what I mean? It's no coincidence that Martin Luther King was also murdered in 1968. Yeah. Martin Luther King was also murdered in 1968. In the same year, you know, that Robert F. Kennedy was murdered. That's ridiculous. Damn. These people in the 60s, they were on some shit. They were on some shit. Who knows what was going on, you know, some kind of some kind of metaphysical war, you know, like uh-huh. between everyone, like people wanted to come out on top. It's pretty crazy, right? 
So there's all this stuff, right? Then there's a uh, also if you want to know about other things, uh, the four pi movement, four p. It was a splinter of the process church, which also is a splinter of the Church of Scientology, mm-hmm. right? They uh, they had uh, direct relations uh, with killing Dobermans and German Shepherd dogs and all these sa- satanic religions and shit, right? And it, you know, and, and sacrifices with dogs. This is what these people were into. Uh, the four P, a splinter of the process church. Now let's 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 keep that in mind, right? A splinter of the process church. Now let's talk about. Where is the process church today? You're not going to believe what they do today. Oh, no. What is it? Best Friends Animal Society is an American nonprofit animal welfare organization. What? Uh, yeah, they, they rescue dogs uh. and they have a no kill animal rescue here in Los Angeles. It's a Los Angeles animal shelter, so one of the biggest kinds. So they Dobermans and German Shepherds to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, to becoming an animal re- sanctuary? This is straight off of Wikipedia. Look. <laughs> the group originated in Arizona, developing from the foundation faith of the millennium, a religious group formerly known as... The Process Church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? This is them. This is them This is now? them now. They own an animal sanctuary. You want to <laughs> guess how much money they made in 2016? Eighty-seven million dollars. Eighty-seven million dollars, wow. Jen. That's how much money they were able to create with this stupid <laughs> bestfriends.org. Fucking. I mean, and they supposedly euthanize dogs, you know, and they provide spaying and neutering, and they save dogs and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like really, that's like that's like uh, that's like uh, Planned Parenthood selling fetuses <laughs> to like science and doctors for them to use the organs <laughs> this is the same thing these guys are probably using these dogs f- continuing what they're doing just in more secrecy you know that's crazy yeah. because i mean uh you know oh that's nice they they provide for the community they're helping animals out but then at the same time they could also be getting their um their, their, <laughs> their other shit on the side done as well yeah, for sure yeah. and then everyone can leave them alone <laughs> <laughs> that's another strange connection right <laughs> so and then we know um this is actually false that anton levey played the role of satan in rosemary's baby that's not true so i, I i'm gonna correct they this wish. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not true so that never happened but uh sammy davis jr we know he was a Satanist who hung out with them. He said that, in quote, everyone there had at one time or another been into Satanism. And he's referring to people that were killed at Cielo Drive. <laughs> so Sammy Davis Jr. said this at it the time. It ain't a secret. You know, so like, I'm, we're not making huge leaps here. Mm-mm. This is like, you know, it makes kind of sense. And then going back to the uh, to the white supremacist, uh, you know, Nazism and Blavatsky. And you guys should read more books about Blavatsky because that's who inspired Hitler and who inspired uh, the creators of the KKK. Um, you know, they were into Nordic language. Right. And then the Zodiac Killer, of course, that's how he wrote his letters. Yep. You know, and let's not forget that he he used the, the symbol with the cross. Um 
and the circle as well you know so that's another another link that we can kind of point at um here's here's another a faction called the black cross is said to operate as a kind of satanic murder incorporated right child pornography narcotics again it goes back to the 4p but then check this out the 4p is an offshoot of the of what of the process church mm-hmm. who is involved with it david berkowitz the son of sam no way he's involved with the four pi he here he says himself that he claims that the sam murders had been a group action <laughs> and that he had been selected to be the fall guy he says that the group what? was a satanic cult called the four pi to support his allegations he shared unpublished facts about the ritual murder that happened in stanford of a college student and and the murder still remains officially unsolved so he gave information about another murder to prove his allegations that it was the four pi he knows about the four pi branch of the process church the people who kill dogs berkowitz is saying that he was part of this like this is all in another book called the ultimate evil written by another girl who takes into account specifically this branch of the process church called the four pi she talks only about that and david berkowitz so that's another thing to 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 think about here they talk more again about the four pi killing german shepherds and dobermans (laughs) killing specifically uh, dobermans and german shepherds this is the only hounds that they would sacrifice probably because they're germanic dogs you know from the caucus mountains I mean, I guess. <laughs> so again, like bringing in more of the of the um, connections. Yeah. Filmmaker Kenneth Anger mm-hmm. and Bobby Boussole. Old creepy. They made movies together, but they were also homosexually attracted to each other. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they yeah, they did that. Anger and who? Boussole. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he, like, really young? Yeah. Age did not matter, apparently, back in the day. Mia Farrow married Frank Sinatra. He was 50 and she's 21. Nobody cared. (laughs) And back to the same uh, theory, overlapping theory of everything, right? All right, helter-skelter. What is it? It's the theory that there's going to be a race war between whites and blacks. And Charles Manson was supposed to help make that happen, according to Bugliosi in his book. Because Charles Manson never actually said that. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, again, Charles Manson refers to chapter 9, right? Uh, uh, in Book of Revelations, the, the sun, the, the light from the sky comes down to the, and, get, and he gets the, ke- the key to hell, the key to the bottoms of earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's talking about Lucifer in Revelations chapter 9. And here is, uh, this is the interpretation by... Charles Manson. As he opened the bottomless pit, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. For him, the locusts were the beetles, mm. right? Mm. And he was going to prevail, and he was going to go to the underground city for Helter Skelter, right? Uh, this is all, like, very clear. He's like, And the locust faces were as the faces of men, and they had their hair as the hair of women. And he considers this to be the Beatles because they had long hair. long hair. 
Okay. Um, right? And so then he talks about all of this, the breastplates of fire, is there electric guitars, et cetera, et cetera, right? Hmm. So this is like his interpretation of chapter nine, which we know the Beatles had a song called Revolution Nine, right? And we know that this really is a book of revelations, and we know that Charles Manson really did talk about chapter nine. It's not bullshit. So, you know, those are just some of the things. Oh, this also, too, Pan. We all know the god Pan, if anyone's into the occult or conspiracy theories. It's an an ancient, uh, you know, pagan worship of the horned god, right? Um, And Wicca. So this is kind of like a European version of Hmm. Satanism. And this is mentioned throughout and Pan's like everything that we just talked about, all these people in their books, they all write about Pan. It's just another version like of, Pan's of Satan. Sure, yeah. Sorry, I don't know, I'm stupid. <laughs> that, and remember Jack Parson Jack Parson was in the movie with uh in uh Kenneth Anger's movie with mm-hmm. Bobby Boussole. The rocket scientist at the end of the film makes a reference to this rocket scientist, right? He was also an occultist, and he did all of this shit oh. as well. And he also hung out with L. Ron Hubbard and shit. So this is all the same deal. Um, So all part of the same thing. Lucifer Rising, the movie with Bobby Boussoulet. I don't think, have we watched, have I played that movie yet? Mm-mm. No? Maybe we should play that next. Um, so people could get an idea. Here it talks about um, when the Process Church arrived in 1968, right? The Process members worked for some people at a particular house. And that was a few blocks away from Roman Polanski. And Manson there also lived there for a while. So again, another place where all of them were at all at the same time. Process Church, Polanski, and Manson. The three, those are kind of like the three pinnacles of this movement, if you think about it. Anton LaVey and Michael Aquino and San Francisco was kind of like doing its its own thing, you know? But there were connections. But down here, it was definitely different. Hmm. So look, Robert Kennedy was assassinated, right? Sirhan Sirhan, the assassin, he has studied mysticism and was a devotee of Madame Blavatsky which is the the woman who's the inspiration for Hitler. And what? yeah. Oh. And she she also studied uh you know the ancient Vedas and all that ancient shit that has to do with Kali. So this guy studied Blavatsky. You know, and the night before Robert Kennedy was murdered, we know this, he had dinner with Sharon Tate and her husband. And then a few months later, they were all killed by Charles Manson. Wow. <laughs> a few months later. A few months later, not even a year later. Like, they, they were killed. Robert F. Kennedy was killed in 68. He was at their house. And then, like, a few months, almost, like, I think, like, nine months later, then they kill everyone at that house. Crazy, right? Fuck. And then back to Boys Town. Kill them all. And Boys Town and all the sex shit going on. Larry King. And all that shit, Ugh. Paul Bonacci. So this is this is where where it's at. This is what's going on. 
This is the book called The Ultimate Evil. You see Charles Manson and Berkowitz on the on the on the on the wow. uh, on the cover. Why are they related? Because of the four P and the Process Church. That's why they're related. And this is uh, an an account of that. I haven't read this yet, but I downloaded the ebook, mm-hmm. and I'll probably eventually read it. Check it out. Again, this look, Albert Pike, one of the guys who founded the KKK, thirty third degree Mason of America, a very important American, right? He wrote a book called Irano-Aryan Faith and Doctrine as contained in the Zend Avesta, which is, as we know, an ancient Vedic text mm-hmm. of Zoroastrianism, of the occult. Mm-hmm. Albert Pike was studying the occult. He was a 33rd degree Mason, and he was a founding father of the KKK and a big part of the, of the South. Hollywood Babylon books about uh, this is all like literature, you know, uh, yeah. that should that is important to the subject for you to kind of understand more what's going on here. Things that have to do with Hollywood. And of course, we know what Babylon means. The ancient city of Babylon, uh, which was where they worshiped okay. the devil. Nimrod here in that book. Hollywood and Babylon, we can see direct links between the White Legion, which is the Ku Klux Klan, but in L.A. Did you know that? We had KKK here, but it was called the White Legion. I heard about that. Yeah, people in uh, people in Hollywood yeah. were all about that. Right? Mm-hmm. So we know all these things about the Process Church and the movie Lucifer Rising, all these connections with this even just becoming strengthened by all these little clippings. Oh, uh, also, Sharon Tate. of the witches. Yeah, yeah. Alex Sanders, which was a protege of Crowley, right? Mm -hmm. He had uh, initiated Sharon Tate into witchcraft while they were filming Eye of the Devil. Hmm. So that's how she became involved in satanic stuff. Because of her first movie. Yeah, because of her first movie. Hmm. That's how she got into it. Well. You know. Here's Woody Allen's sexual allegations. I mean, being an actor, you know, they get super involved and they start like, oh, being that so that they can fit the role. Like, it's a weird psychological thing that I'm sure every actor has to go through to put themselves in the character's position and then it just becomes them sometimes. and then yeah they just they go too far like Heath Ledger they said that he before he played the Joker that he had locked himself in the hotel room and read a bunch of Batman comics and just you know stayed in a hotel room for like a whole week with no windows or whatever to make himself a little crazy to get prepared for the role and that's what happened to him and then you know he ended up with overdosing or something after they filmed the movie because he, he lost his mind yeah Wag. <laughs> no, that's just an example of like actors going through the extreme yeah, to yeah. to fit the role, and then it just like becomes so them. It's possible. So yeah. they just lose their fucking minds. Is Hollywood, <laughs> or it could be that they pursue this type of or that, woman. yeah, or that that's what they're into. Because I mean, look, like Woody Allen touching children's private parts. <laughs> oh well. Mia Farrow involved in this, you know, this yeah. is just too fucking weird. This is straight off of Wikipedia, too. This isn't fucking, I don't know. you know? No secret. 
not a spirit. See, again, another another Everyone's quote. favorite occultist, Aleister Crowley. Yeah, because he's the man when it comes child. to this stuff. Oh, what's this? When a record happens to one guy, which contains sexual reference to Ono. Lennon's divorce from Sudo's girl Ono became pregnant, but she suffered the miscarriage of a male child. Remember? Um. He was with another oh, girl. 68. Yeah, that's when they met at the Indica place. I mean, I like that song, but that's <laughs> like, what, what's wrong with that song? Huh. Lennon was invited to play for Frank Zappa, which we know is a Satanist. In, at Fillmore, at the Fillmore, in, in San Fillmore. Francisco. Oh. Right? We live near there. Yeah, yeah. In the Fillmore we live. Oh, we live. So we Eric Clapton was studying with, oh, look, Eric Clapton also studied with Maharishi. Eric Clapton. Yeah. You see, they're all over there. They're all over there in chilling. In the late 60s. In the late 60s, Eric, it was just, like, it was just a thing. Oops. It was just the thing at the time. Everyone's just like, yeah, you should check it out. And everybody's like, yeah, okay. Everyone and their moms are like, yeah, I'm going to go there. Imagine what regular people did, seeing all these celebrities get inspired by this guru and whatever. I'm sure regular people like us probably went over there too. But, they're, yeah. you know, nobody cares about what regular people do. But all the celebrities were over there. And doing things that they probably should have stayed away from. Yeah. But in, trying to encourage, you know, it would make regular folk want to do it too because that's just how people are that's what celebrities get paid for to advertise to get people and that's what going. Charles, that's what charles manson thought he thought oh. that the beatles were a psyop mm. and that they were trying to incite war and all these oh. things yeah here's well. the like and they kind of they kind of were doing they were kind of a big part of the the hippie movement at the time here's the quote that uh you know that she played the white chess set uh, Yoko, Yoko Ono, and that Tate and Roman Polanski visited the shop several times. Oh, okay, spending that's the article hours playing that, with the that, with, yeah. that describes that. Yeah, there's a little clip from that, just in case. They never bought the piece. <laughs> they just went there to play it, but they never bought it. See, look, the Indica Gallery is best known for where Yoko Ono first met John Lennon in 1966. Mm-hmm. See? Um, Lennon particularly liked Yoko's ceiling painting. So that's also true. Um, you know, that's how they met at this occult shop and bookstore and gallery. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy, crazy thing right here, too. This girl, Marianne. Um, I got with Mick Jagger. And, okay. And then she starred in a role for the movie Lucifer Rising. <laughs> With uh, Anton LaVey and all that shit, right? Co-star was Donald Camel, who would go on to produce notorious film performance starring Mick Jagger, Sir Stone Shagger, and Nita Pellenberg. And and this dude uh, wrote biographies on the Beatles and Aleister Crowley. And Bobby Boussole created mm-hmm. the soundtrack for that movie. I mean, we know that already. Hmm. Here's the Indica Bookshop again, where all this shit happened. Huh. Right? Yeah. Carney again this See, this is a funny a funny thing right here. That the Indica bookshop was funded by Ian Yakimo. Uh-huh. Right? And from looking up that name Ian Yakimo, 
he's kind of has some relations to uh look albert pike morals and dogma mm-hmm. crazy Freemasonry. yeah the key of solomon these are all books that these people read the complete Satan. astrological writings Sander, okay. michael okay. aquino oh. wrote this book <laughs> right they're writing books spreading the word of their lord and savior yeah here's the vendi that <gasps> the books that re- that inspire them but yeah in relation to uh that's sharon tate riding a missile yeah <laughs> a rocket whatever you, heard, you know her father was in the army or whatever uh, so just think about that. Those are some crazy, what we want to call, or what other people would want to call coincidences or whatever, you know? Yeah. Clearly, there's relationships between all these people, you oh, know? Oh, yes. There's clearly, Ken. they definitely no played with each other in one way or another. They definitely were all involved. So to just say that this shit was random and that, the, that they were just kids that Manson controlled is fucking out of this world to say something like that it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah to say that it makes way more sense to say yeah and to, to not question like how did manson get charged for first degree mor- murder for seven different people yeah it's crazy without more, committing murder <laughs> directly and you and the life of people is, is it's strange you know i get that people are famous and stuff happens to them but sometimes it gets way out of hand. Like, for example, like George Harrison, one of the Beatles. Later on in time, he got shanked up by by some rando dude that broke into their house. Is that his wife? Yeah. He said, I heard it. So he jumped up, and I ran to the door, and I locked the door. And he said, why are you locking the door? I said, why? Because I'm afraid. That's why I'm locking the door. He said, no, no, no. I'm going out there. And so he ran downstairs, um, which he really didn't have to do, but he felt he had to do because my mother was upstairs and uh, he didn't want, you know, he didn't know where she was okay. We had a statue of St. Michael, and the wing from the statue of St. Michael was made of stone, had been thrown through the window. And George was on one side and I was on the other. And we looked down and this maniac just ran in like a, like a Beelzebub. <laughs> Is, all right, all right. Just listen to her talk about, about this account. First yeah. of all, she has a statue of Michael outside, which is the, the, the angel that defeats Lucifer. Uh-huh. So there's already one satanic reference. <laughs> and then she says, he runs in like a maniac. Like Beelzebub. And Beelzebub is another another reference for Satan. Yeah. So she's already made two references to Satan. She just started talking about this knife attack. St. Michael in one hand, you know, know, he he slays the dragon with with his spear. He had that in one hand. And I didn't see what he had in the other. But anyway, George started chanting really loud at him. Um, oh, chanting, chanting really loud. I looked at the transcripts in the Wikipedia of what he was chanting. He was yelling at the guy, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare Krishna, <laughs> Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. The chant 
for transcendental meditation. Uh, that's what he was yelling at the dude. Like, what, that's not going to do shit. You're still going to get shanked, my boy. Like, stop, you know? Like, your transcendental that, meditation guy is not going to help you today. That scene will look like a fucking just imagine that. hippie situation. Just imagine that. This is what's going on. Uh, you just yell at, like, um... At a crazy person, want, peace and love, peace and love, and then they're trying to rob like you. Voice <laughs> like, peace and love. Of hell. I mean, I'm sure and, uh, that. There, she makes another reference to, to to hell. Just like this voice from the bowels of hell. And, uh, That's and just, just weird. I don't know if I'm reaching at this. I don't want to sound like some fucking conspiracy theories. That's the fucking guy. Tall and young. Huh. They'd come closer to where the room was. And this man was on top of George, um, uh, trying to kill him, just laying on him in just, I think, the worst way um, to have some, you know, physical contact with some horrible person. Hmm. Anyway, I just ran back in the room, and uh, I don't know, something just took over, and I grabbed a um, poker. My dad was a big baseball fan, and he used to always say, follow through. <laughs> That's all I could think of was, you're not, don't throw like a girl. She follow beat him through. up? Yeah, and she did that worse. with the fire poker. It worse, because I hit Fuck. the guy several times, you know, I could see the blood spreading down his blonde hair, and then he got up, you know, he got up, and he chased me, and had uh -oh. me around the neck, and then George got up and jumped on his back. Wow, that's and crazy. He said, you know, God, just when he got off of me, I was thinking, no, good. Then I had to get up and fight him again. <laughs> and he'd already been stabbed. Uh, but we all fell into a big pile, and I managed to get out from underneath, and George pinned him down. And George said to me, I've got the knife. And I thought, what knife? You know, I didn't know. I, I thought he was just kidding. I thought he was just trying to fake the guy out, saying, I've got, I've got the knife. It's like, I, I hadn't seen that. Afterwards, we were... We were um, taken to a good old National Health Hospital with the, with these rickety wheelchairs at four in the morning, and it was like freezing. It was so cold. See, isn't that trippy? Hmm. It was the millennium, and we were staying in Santa Barbara with some friends, and then this awful news came through. I said to Tanya, "We have we have to go," and so I called up and said, "Do you?" Eric Idle. Should we come? And he said, where are you? <laughs> so, okay, so we got on a plane and came immediately. And Libby and... It's got to it's gotta take it out of you. you know? The whole idea of, um, you know, if you have something happen to you physically, then, you know, people can go in hospital or have my buddy, you know, in an hour's time. That's just so trippy, see? Mm -hmm. Just another example of some weird shit that doesn't happen to everyone you know but happens to these people and people are always going to say oh you know there's just crazy people out there and they're famous and so you know people do stupid shit and it's like yeah but what percentage of that would affect the beatles in the way that it has you know mm -hmm. like john lennon got smoked and then this dude gets stabbed and he dies one year later mm -hmm. you know they're all involved in all these fucking voodoo shit. But Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr got to live. Yeah, who knows what the fuck, you know. Maybe they weren't involved what in anything. They, they got do? off. Or what did they what didn't not they do? do? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in case everyone else is interested, there's uh, so much literature and videos you can watch. Uh, there's uh, a movie called Cease to Exist, 
which is a Charles Manson Beach Boys connection. There's the Boys Town Conspiracy of Silence. It's like a whole two-hour movie. You could watch that. Mm-hmm. You could watch Satan's Bed, which is Yoko Ono's movie. It's like two hours long. You could watch all the Charles Manson interviews to know and understand everything that happened there. You could there's I got two of the interviews here that are really interesting that we don't have time to play right now. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's just so much. Um here's uh um let's see, what else do we have? Oh well there's uh Lucifer Rising, which is the Kenneth Anger movie that everyone should watch as Anton LeVay is in it. I need to watch that. And, and <laughs> Bobby so Boussole made the soundtrack to it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, uh, Invocation of My Demon Brother, another crazy movie. Obviously, Rosemary's Baby. Obviously, yeah. Eye of the Devil. You know, obviously, uh, some of Once these... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> Might as yeah. well. That's the newest one out Once right Upon now. a Time in Hollywood. Watch that. Um definitely also watch all the interviews with Michael Aquino and how he explains what, what Satanism is to him and how he's involved in the military. Watch all the Polanski movies besides that, besides Rosemary's baby, you know, mm-hmm. he also made the movie. Um, and maybe I'll play a clip of it here. I think we do have it. Um, I'm sure. Which one? Everyone has seen the, the newest Satan movie that he, with Johnny Depp? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Ninth Gate. Yeah, this movie again. What a coincidence. Roman Polanski comes back after many years of not making film and he makes this. Shit, that's scary. <laughs> May I take a look? All my own rare editions have the same protagonist, the devil. Only the supreme masterpiece was missing. Nine Gates is a kingdom of shadows. Again, Nine Gates. The book appeared to have been written by Satan himself. I want you to go to Europe. I want you to get it for me. You mean the devil won't show up? Reputed to conjure up the Prince of Darkness in person. Some books are dangerous. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, Mr. Corso. Get out before it's too late. I'm afraid it already is. At last, the key. Very yeah, corny. That's nineteen ninety nine. Wow, on. that's really <laughs> you know? really up to date at the time for Roman Polanski. Yeah, he <laughs> he's trying to keep up with all the other Mission Impossible, all the other um 1999 explosion movies at the time it was a corny year yeah the movie's not that like that's just the trailer you know yeah i know that's just the trailer well i mean you saw it i didn't see it yet i need to watch it. i watched it when it came out a long time ago and you know i was a little kid yeah i remember seeing the cover everywhere but i never knew what it was or or bothered looking into it so there's that watch that um Mm -hmm. you know of course learn about um the hippie movement in general, LSD, where it came from, 
mm-hmm. you know, drugs, the Vietnam War, all these things have a lot to do with this. You know, this is this didn't just pop up out of nowhere. You know, yep. it all has everything to do with all of this. Um, I would say definitely uh, read some of the books that we posted on here that you know say a lot. Wasn't uh, there a book that you had um, by Aleister Crowley? Yeah, somebody borrowed it and didn't give it back. What was it called again? Uh, Magic, M A with a K G I C K. Yeah, that's a you know their their way of describing sex magic, and they basically yeah. that's the the correlation between all of this sacrifice and mm-hmm. sexual abuse of children. It has to do with this sex magic. Like it's in their books. It's written in the Bible of in the, in the the satanic bible and all these things it's it's all it's part of the whole deal like sexual power that's it's actually crazy. it's written in the bible too the buddha talks about it as well sexual energy it needs to be conquered through kundalini and all these things it needs to be used for transcendental enlightenment mm-hmm. instead of like humanistic animalistic desire but mm-hmm. these people believe in the opposite of that they believe that you should use sexual energy for that like you should just use it for what it wants you to do. You should you should give into. There's it. always like the opposite side of. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, the opposite side of everything. Even though people, it wouldn't be fair to say that Satan is the opposite of God. Here's another crazy video right? that also kind of shows some connections. You should just watch this whole series. It's called uh, Sharon Tate, The Beatles, Charles Manson, Satanism, and Hollywood. It's exactly what we're talking about. So, as the scared pregnant girl in his new horror film, but because they were romantically involved, he thought it would be improper to make the suggestion himself. He hoped someone at Paramount would bring up Sharon's name. They never did. The part went to Mia Farrow, and Filmways loaned Sharon to 20th Century Fox for the movie version of Jacqueline Suzanne's trashy novel of Hollywood debauchery, Valley of the Dolls. Sharon Tate as Jennifer, international sex symbol, victimized by everyone. She took the blue pills. How to hell with them. Let them droop. Anne, honey, let's face it. All I know how to do is take off my clothes. Publicity for the film played up her similarity to the character. Sharon sarcastically referred to her new image as sexy little me. With the release of Rosemary's Baby, Mia Farrow would receive rave reviews as a talented newcomer, and Roman would be lauded as a brilliant auteur. The late 1960s were a time of new openness, sexual liberation, drugs and politics all mixed together, and the party seemed almost too good to last. Settled in their beachfront house, Sharon and Roman became a fixture in the late 60s Hollywood in-crowd. They took kung fu lessons from Bruce Lee. They had dinner with Senator Robert Kennedy the night of his assassination. June 5th, 1968, the Ambassador Hotel, Los Angeles. (laughs) Ridiculous, right? Like, she can't make this shit up. You know what I mean? It's right there for you to see. after event. It's right there for you to see. It's just weird. You know, there's also like in case we were wondering, is it true that Sharon Tate's dad was, you know, part of uh, the military? 
like the mom talks about it in in an interview here doris tate after you know years after or whatever like uh shut up uh for the new baby oh it was part two yeah but this is another one that everyone should watch all of this stuff we're skimming over of course you know most people should and to help her in her last month of pregnancy you were in los angeles i was in los angeles when this occurred i was never notified by the police and i'm not sure that i don't thank god that uh i was not notified first okay because i could have been they did know that <clears throat> Sharon's father was stationed at uh, in uh, the Presidio in San Francisco. So they see, yeah, out of her own words. Yep, he was stationed confirmed. in the Presidio in San Francisco. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> see, you can't make it up. Um, you know, this is just some of some of the correlations. But oh, has um, it been ready? there's also this movie called The Second Gun, Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Another one that people should watch. I'm not going to play the whole thing right now. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. But watch this as well. It goes into depth. All the details of how Robert F. Kennedy was killed, including the fact that he had dinner with Roman Polanski, and they actually find that kind of suspicious. Hmm. And they should, right? Because it's weird. But here's the theory, the Peter Folger theory from some random fucking, look, here's a, he was part of these guys, you know, this squadron or whatever, right? He flew this airplane, you know, so there's all kinds of stuff about Peter Folger out there. Um, you know, there's stuff about uh, Michael Aquino um, in regards to how it fits into everything as well. So, you know, just do some Googling. And you can find all of this uh, information. I would post links everywhere, but then uh, it's just, I mean, you can see how many links are in here. Just too many. So, you know, that's another another thing to look at. There's also uh, protests that happened at the Presidio while Michael Aquino was there. 1968, same time. These dudes, they just staged a protest for, you know, anti-Vietnam protest kind of thing, right? Um, this all happened in the Presidio as well. And some people went to jail for dissent. So, of course, the government always wins. Mm -hmm. That's another thing to look into. And, and I don't want to go into the crazy nitty-gritty. We're not doing that today, but... For for you guys, if you want to check that out too, there's MK Ultra, which was also based in the Presidio and in Los Angeles, and was a mind control experimentation uh, declassified project that we now know about. That we know Michael Kino was involved in and other people. So you know, a lot of people blame this whole thing on mind control. They say that all of this was a mind control experiment. This was all some crazy plot. By the government to end the 60s. Hmm. This is a whole plot to destroy any credibility the hippies had. They gave them drugs. They made them look violent on television. You know? They got they had perfect patsies to blame it all on. 
at the same time, they've already assassinated Martin Luther King. Yep. John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, mm-hmm. you know? So there's political movements of assassination going on. There's Vietnam going on. There's, It's just like the government, the hippies were nobody to the government. There was the Black Panthers was a much bigger problem, yeah. you know? There's way bigger problems. The hippies were, like, easy to get rid of. All they had to do was murder Sharon Tate, you know? <laughs> blame, m- it on the blame it on the hippies. Murder some people over there. Blame it on the hippies. Make it all look random, even though all these people are obviously conflated in some kind yeah. of way you know so that's that's the presentation that's the gist of it you guys should let me know what you guys think about it in the comments if there's any information that you thought we left out if there's anything that you think w- could be added on to it let us know if there are any books that have any information that you think might be valuable reads here's another one by albert pike Indo-Aryan deities and worship as contained in the Rig Veda, which is, again, an ancient Indo-Aryan scripture. This is written by Albert Pike, 33rd degree Mason. If you guys know of anything like this that will help fill in the gaps here, any more information that you think is is useful, put in the comments because we want to know. I'll probably put this project to rest just because I've been working on it for too long. (laughs) And, you know, this this is everything that I've accumulated thus far in regards to this subject. But um, oh, we've been going on for a while now. <laughs> it's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm already like. <laughs> it's the witch. Been away hour. since 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I hope we didn't give off uh, conspiratorial vibes. We don't want to be those people that are like, oh, the Illuminati, you know. But, no, uh, this is not that at all. You know, this I want this to be informational. I want people to look at a subject that is glazed over too often. And, you know, and and also I don't want people to think that we're obsessed with this because there's plenty of other people out there that are like, oh, I love Charles Manson. And they wear the shirt and shit. Oh, I love Son of Sam. Oh, I love the Zodiac yeah, Killer. Oh, yeah. And there's all these people. Like, I want They're everyone to know. All, all the serial killers are being glorified. Yeah. Uh, and put in the spotlight, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's cool." I'm like, so I actually, I, I, I dislike them greatly. You know, I actually, I'm against Satanism in every form and shape. I disagree with all of their ideology. I don't mm-hmm. worship any of this yep. shit. I think it's all selfish, and I go on all day mm-hmm. long about how being selfish is not good. Yeah, you know, and so to me, all of this shit is like out of here. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's all like nasty and perverse so yeah yeah. it's all all bad we even charles manson like sure he didn't commit murder directly but he still did bad things yeah he definitely shouldn't be looked up to these people should not be idolized no they should not No, they should not there shouldn't be people making money from this yeah you know like even to this day quentin tarantino still making movies about this wasn't there a movie what was that movie uh that terrible movie with fucking um that was about sharon tate as well uh, with (laughs) hillary duff oh yeah the haunting of sharon tate yeah that was that's just (laughs) garbage movie weird i don't know why they would do that that even came out before the quentin tarantino movie yeah and and so there's all these people just like recreating the deaths of people it's it was weird and all the books that people wrote based on the subject and Mindhunter put him in for like 
one episode just to build hype and sell more Mindhunter. Like, it's yeah. obnoxious, you know? Like, at the very least, like, you know, do some research and just don't don't engrandize it. Don't glamorize it. Yeah. You know? Point out point out the intricacies of it, sure, yep. you know? Make sure that people know the truth. That's the In, most valuable yeah, thing. Exactly. Or just inform yourself just so that you know and you know that these you know these things were actually going on and it happened to real people and it you know i don't know if it's going on right now we don't know about like i don't know has there, has there been any recent absolutely sat- yeah all you have satanic to do events that have been blasted on the media it's the same thing that happens with people like alex jones They're like oh alex jones wears a tin hat and he <laughs> thinks the frogs are gay it's like <laughs> sure he does but you know in his blabbering, he goes on about all kinds of things as well. And he points out some pretty significant facts. People just glaze them all over because it's too... People don't want to focus in, you know, and look at the truth. And it, and it's important because that's the only way we're going to understand these complicated subjects. You know, the government's not going to tell us the truth. Yeah. The, the, the news and the media is not going to tell us the truth. Like, yep. we have to read between the lines. We have to know. We have to not worship this shit. We have to not engrandize it we gotta make it look mm-hmm. the way it is you know? i know just like when they certain things they make people glorify like serial killers and then other people say trying to make people hate them so it's the same thing same thing don't just follow the fat actually find out the truth for yourself and just find information and yeah you know know for yourself what is actually going on heck yeah so, so whether you choose to love somebody or hate them just know what's going on <laughs> we'll be signing off now <laughs> good it's night time of night good morning goodbye <laughs> <laughs> all right peace y'all <laughs>